Hey guys, um, thanks for listening. Really quick note before we get started. Around minute 24, 23 or 24, Jack and I discuss R. Kelly and um, abuse. And I just wanted to warn you in case that's not something you wanted to listen to, if you wanted to skip over that bit. Anyway, enjoy the show. So, the award show to end all award shows was last night. Oscars! The, the Oscars! The only award show I really actually watch, like, yeah, regularly anymore. I used to watch else. them more. Yeah. Movies are the only thing that I kind of keep up with, although I haven't seen half of them. Although, this yeah. year, I feel like I did a good job with on-demand other things, like well, seeing some other ones. It's easier. We yeah. saw Black Klansman on, like, Saturday yeah. or Friday night. Yeah. Um, but, we got... We, 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 we were going to have a different cold open, and then we had to push this back to Monday night right before this is being dropped. So now, get yeah. ready, y'all, Hannibals, because this is about to be hashtag Oscar talk for a while. I love it. I love awards. I've talked about award season before. I mm-hmm. love award season. Oscars is, yeah, it's sort of like, right, the, the award show of all award shows. And I felt like this one was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, there were some awards. Winners that I have a lot of problems a with. A lot of problems. One thing that was, the, in my opinion, probably the, the most revelatory parts of last night, and it wasn't all the women or people of color winning, which, which was amazing. Yeah. It was the fact that it's been re- now it's been revealed. We don't need a host anymore. I hope we've learned. We never need a host ever again. It turns out not only that, but the hosts were maybe the worst parts. Yes. Like, like watching it, I was like, oh, wow, this is like such an easy show. Like there's actually still like moments of humor. I feel like it's going along well. Like the host turned out to be oftentimes the worst part. Yeah, because you you, you only kind of need to host to open the show and yeah. to kind of to say goodnight. But Julia Roberts was fine. It was a bit awkward, but whatever. No. And like the queen, Nicole open. Okay, fine. That, okay, that, fine. that works. But like, other than that, it's just someone doing a bit, introducing other actors who will then do bits. Yeah. So it was nice. Like, okay, welcome. And then Amy Poehler did a bit, and then so so and so else did a bit. Yeah. Um. And so that was nice. Yeah. That we just cut out Kevin Hart or whoever. Whoever the fuck. Just doing shit. Yeah. Some like bloated shticks and references and right. I didn't miss it. Never once was I like, oh man, we need. Oh, you know, yeah, you know what I really use right now is Jimmy Kimmel. Like, no, no one no. ever said that. Um, after I was done, after the award show, after the Oscars was over, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I I've had a, another cup of coffee because it's we are recording like later in the evening. Yes, yes, um, it is late in the so evening. And so I had another cup of coffee because I was like, I know that my brain's gonna start shutting down at around five. Except like now my brain's on hyperdrive. Oh no, this so is gonna I'm be like, fun. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm like hyped on like my get out of. I have anxiety and I have like struggle to get in the work anxiety. And yet once I leave work, I'm like. All right, da, da, da. like I'm like I don't know if this is about my job, but I was like feeling good about the uh, kids I saw at the end of the day, and like I had a, like a coke at like five thirty that uh, also. But like generally, like I tend to leave work like feeling good, and I was excited yeah. to come in here and talk with you for a while about this uh, episode. So I'm like I'm I'm glad that we're both on the same vibe, uh, given that it's Monday night at like at seven thirty p.m. Like so, we could be like feeling down, but I'm happy that we're both at the same vibe right I now. I mean, well, okay, so I mean, it's different. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me finish this one. Oh, I'm sorry, and then sorry, I'll, sorry, and then I'll go yeah. back to that. Sorry. So uh-huh. I the Oscars ended, and I thought, you know, I kind of wish that I had watched more of the like. Um, 
under the radar award shows like the Indie Spirits and like the oh, sorry, that's all right, like the Indie Spirit Awards and like the uh, what is it the like New New York Review Board of Review or something like that do awards you really yeah I kind of do because they seem to align more with what I felt like movies like um, eighth grade like one yeah. one big at like Indie yeah. Spirit and stuff okay. like that. Um, so like whereas watching the Oscars you're like oh goddamn like Green Book won uh, kill me yes uh, you know at least I, I could have felt a little bit more uplifted watching those um, smaller award shows but to your point about us being on the same vibe I think that we're on the same uh, mental speed at the moment but I also feel like uh, my heart is like <laughs> oh my god I'm so know? sorry so it's not like I'm, all, I'm, I'm just like also very happy shit. I'm very happy to you be you want some heroin I have some heroin here from this episode <laughs> no I've got some Xanax I guess if I need it just to bring me down um, so but anyway yeah this just will, go this full will be wolfy. interesting just like yeah. an uppers to get me up then Xanax to pop me down then this and knock me out yeah it got me loose S- speaking of wolfing it's interesting. I didn't see Leo. I was thinking, I was like, I don't know if this is a notion of, like, no. the sea change or just the fact that, like, this is who is nominated and how diverse, like, the like the bond of the cast and who was being featured. But, like, I didn't see a lot of, like, Julia Roberts came out the very last second. Mm-hmm. Didn't see her before that. No. Didn't see Leo. Didn't see, no, like, there. he wasn't nominated. He wasn't like he was in any big movies this year, so I don't mm-hmm. think he had reason to be. But still, he's Leo, so you'd yeah. expect him to be there. I mean, Trevor Noah was there. And I mean, it's like Jennifer Lopez was there. Yeah, Why? you know, yeah. Casey Musgraves was there, who I love, but, like, you sure. know, she, she he... introduced one song. Right. I mean, she just won the Grammy for, for Album of the Year. Thank God. That was, sure. I'm so happy about that. I love her. Um, but, you know, there's people like that that I was like, Tom Hanks, I didn't see. You just invite to invite, yeah. Of course. Like, mm-hmm. you'd expect them to be there. And mm-hmm. they probably were there because there were other folks I saw at, like, pictures of things that yeah. I didn't necessarily see. But I just, I, I would have expected at some point the camera to well, fall on one of them laughing about something. Here's but I don't thing. know. Well, here's the they thing. They could be working. Here's what I, I hear about about these shows is that, okay, for instance, Tom Hanks, could he have gone to the Oscars? Mm. Absolutely. I, could his publicist have just said, hey, give us a ticket to the Oscars? Yeah. And would, 100%. From what I hear, it's like, if you're not nominated and you're not in a movie and you're not a presenter, why would you go? That's it, sound, fair. it sounds like a miserable experience from like the stories you hear about being on the red carpet and like sitting through this like long thing and in an uncomfortable if you're a woman in an uncomfortable dress or anyone in an uncomfortable dress. If you're Billy Porter, did, for instance, you wear a ball gown. Did he come? Was he ever in anything? I love Billy his, Porter. Be Billy Porter. I mean, I yeah, saw Billy Porter's pick like amazing red carpet red carpet outfit but was Billy Porter I must have missed when Billy Porter came out was Billy Porter out there on stage at all presenting something did Billy Porter present an award so he was, he was, in, a, was he in in any of the movies I'm so, sorry I I'm, just, I'm, still, I'm still asking the recording questions was he in the movies like, who is Billy Porter you're like the, that's what my students do when they come in they're like I have a question like can I do this like can I did it and I'm like I'm trying to answer your question and you're like no no I have five more questions before you answer my first question yes okay Okay, first of all, Billy Porter um, was at the Oscars earlier because he was a, a like a red carpet correspondent for oh. the for the Oscars themselves on ABC. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, so he was like on earlier, just interviewing people okay. on red carpet, and he was fantastic, actually. Um, one of the better people, better than fucking oh, okay. like Maria Menounos or whoever the fuck. I didn't watch any of the red carpet. But stuff. The, but like, are you asking in history where has Billy Porter been? Oh no, no, sorry. Oh, okay. What I meant was why was he there? But you oh. answer my question because because because. Other folks who I saw around, like Trevor Noah, and I saw on Instagram, oh. and Nick Kroll was at one of the parties, and I wonder, yes. I wonder if people like that, Tom Hanks, just like go to the party, like 
They go to the Vanity Fair party afterward. Well, that's another thing is that um, you... So a shit ton of people get invited to the Vanity Fair parties, but they don't get a ticket to the Oscars themselves. So you're much more likely to see people at the at the parties which i feel like is like the best the better thing to do <laughs> fuck yes you get to drink and party with all the winners and it's not you don't get to anyway it you still look like great you still dress still up still look great you still get all the red carpet photos um but oh yeah I, who was it that i was like someone was on colbert recently and they were like oh i'm going to the after party but like i'm i wasn't invited to the oscars um mm-hmm. but yeah you're right it sounds like the much better deal uh, Oscar. Love that love. And yeah, it, it, it's just fun. And like, it is. You know, I, 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 mean, I love being a hater, and that's yeah. been every year, right? To the Hater's Guide to the Oscars, and it's yeah. so fucking funny. And it's it's hating on Green Book was very satisfying because it's the best thing on Green Book was like Green Book is what a racist cop in Long Island buys, puts on his shelf, and never opens just to prove he's not, but, but like has it there to show he's not racist. <laughs> it's yeah, I love seeing all the movie critics just be like, "Oh my god, what is occurring?" It's apparently the worst rated movie since Crash to win Best Picture, um, <laughs> which I yeah, didn't see either. It's one of those. It's like all things wrong with what the Academy still finds like nice and cushy and warm and happy. It's like this like magical. This is a trope. I'm not mm-hmm. being crude, but the magical Negro trope mm-hmm. and the white savior trope, and just and apparently it's like. Um, being promoted as like a, a story of true friendship mm-hmm. when like the family of Dr. Shirley says they were never friends. Well, of course not. Uh, I mean, and they refute the whole story pretty much. Um, his family does. So I, while on the one hand, I was really happy to see Mahershala Ali win because yes. he is fantastic. Flawless, flawless. Flawless from head to toe. Loved him since Luke Cage. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, loved him. I mean, <laughs> Moonlight is fantastic. Yes. Um, True Detective was really great I this need past to watch season. That. It was great. It was worth it. He was a shining star. Um, and from what I can tell in all the interviews that he's done about this movie, he's made it very clear that he did the best he could with what he was given. He's contacted the family and said, like, listen, I'm so sorry if there was any offense. Like, yeah. I never would want to do that to his legacy. And, like, blah, blah, blah. I sort of was at the mercy of how the script was written, pretty much, was his, like, um, was was his uh, justification. Um, yeah. At least Bohemian Rhapsody didn't win, which was directed by a pedophile oh, who barely even God. directed it. I guess that's why... People were like, that's why I won Best Editing, because then the county was like, wow, you you made a movie <laughs> yeah, without yeah. a director. Yeah, you edited I mean, the director I mean, right it now. was barely cut together, but like, hey, you got something out to, to theaters, so you get an Oscar for that. Yeah. I was shocked when I won Best Editing. I've seen like two scenes of it, and I was like laughing by how hilariously cut I it was. was. I was rooting for Vice. I thought Vice, did you For ever, Best Picture? No, for Best Editing. I, I haven't seen it. I don't okay. really necessarily want to see it. Big Short got me really mad, and like Adam McKay as now capital S serious capital D director is like yes. yawn inducing. And no. like this is also from the haters guy, but it's like we we're in a hellscape right now. I don't need to watch a movie about the hellscape that we just got out of. Okay, well that's yeah, I was gonna say that's his Adam McKay's brand now is Yes. You guys remember this hellscape from ten years ago? Like that's his thing now, right? But the big short was about the recession and the um the house, have, housing yeah. bubble and vice is about Dick Cheney. He's gonna do one on like Guantanamo or like Rumsfeld next or something. Oh like, my god. Dawn. Oh, listen, Rumsfeld was enough and vice. That's all I needed to Ugh. know. But, I mean, it was... It, it, McKay has a very um, specific editing style, at least in his, like, serious, right, capital S, capital D, serious directing uh, movies recently. And I was rooting for it. It was really great. Christian Bell's fantastic. But 
He's always fantastic. Honestly, like the best actor feel was like, uh, yeah. I didn't. I wanted Willem Dafoe to win, just like a fuck you. I was like, <laughs> I love Willem Dafoe. He's I such know. a weirdo. He's so talented. I love weirdos. Yeah, I know. And I was like, he's in this. I wanted him to win because, like, I don't know why. I like Bradley Cooper. I think he's funny. Yeah. Whatever. But like, I don't know why. I have this. Just like. I don't know why Stars Born annoys me. Again, I haven't seen it. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. I was gonna say, oh well like what part of the movie? No, 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 you no, haven't no, 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 yes, no. I haven't seen I haven't seen Stars Born. I haven't seen Vice. I haven't okay. seen Green Book. I haven't yeah. seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I've seen Black Clansman, I've seen Black Panther, which are, from what I can tell, I'm still probably right, the two best movies of that whole field. See, I still I, want to see The Favorite. The Favorite, I feel like I would love. Well, I was going to say, if you see The Favorite, you'll change your mind. I couldn't stand Black Klansman. I'm not a fan of Spike Lee to begin with, first of all. I didn't find Black Klansman. I'm not one of those white people who was like, oh my God, like, my, 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 my mom was like, it's the best thing ever. And okay. I was like, I really like it. I find Adam Driver really compelling. I feel like Sorry, you're Sorry, I probably am. <laughs> Again, this is the energy tonight. We're just we're like we're like bring it. It's Monday know, night, the late show, late show edgy. <laughs> I just like I find Adam Driver really compelling. Yes, I really really like him. I find Kylo. him. I Kylo. I love Logan Lucky. Yeah, I find him funny yeah. even when he's doing this dark stuff. He feels off. I believe him yes. in everything he does. I love I, I love him. I loved the guy I didn't see him before who played the who played Ron John David um, Washington. Yeah, and you know I liked the cast Denzel's of characters. Son. But, you know, no, I wasn't. I agree. I think of that field, I was like, this deserves to be up there, is what I'm saying. Um, sure. No, yeah. Um, and I think Black Panther was the best movie. Black Panther was fucking amazing. Black Panther was amazing. Ryan Coogler should have been nominated for Best Director. I've seen it. So <laughs> here's, here's my very brief take about Black Klansmen and Spike Lee in general. Mm-hmm. To me, Spike Lee is... Um, to me, Black Klansmen was for a white audience who hasn't yet come to terms with um, the racial realities of both the past and the present. Yes. Um, to me, it didn't feel like a story for people of color, specifically black people, not to mention that it was like sort of wildly um, exaggerated yes. um, from the real story. If you're curious uh, as to what that is, and maybe th- that specific criticism, Google Boots Riley's criticism of Black Klansman. Boots Riley is the director of Sorry to Bother You. Love Boots Riley. Um, yeah, love Boots Riley. Love Sorry to Bother You. That's such a good movie. That was a fantastic movie. Um, and But I feel like Spike Lee and everything that he does beats the dead horse. That's mm-hmm. what I say with everything. It's just like, hey, the Chirac, is like my nightmare movie. Like, <laughs> I, I just haven't I'm really. Malcolm X. Oh, okay. See, Malcolm X was wasn't bad. Malcolm I mean, X it's three and a half hours long, but it's dead. It's greatly. It's, it's Malcolm X's story, and it's Denzel, it yeah. and Denzel just absolutely eating it up. Yeah. Just yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, that feels like a different. Um, that felt like in a different realm to me. Like okay. Chirac and Black Klansmen had. It was like a certain message that he was trying to ram down the audience's throat. And I was like, I get it, Spike. Like, yeah. relax. Um, so yeah. that drove me crazy. Well, it's interesting. You know, we talked about Baz Luhrmann and we talked about the Polar yeah. episode. But he has this kind of, like, big, yeah. exaggerated colors and the mm-hmm. editing and the bam, bam, bam with the music. Hard zooms. He, yes, yeah, yes, hard. He has that. That's a very Spike Lee-ian kind of yeah. uh feel to it yeah. and so part of it is I don't know if that's and, and again as a white male I have to be like I'm seeing it from my lens so I, I totally totally get the thing of like it's not it's for people who are like oh wait. I mean like but even as like I got that when I'm watching it I was like oh 
that nothing I'm watching here is shocking to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing that I'm like, wow, this is so nuanced or like a take oh, on sure. it. Actually, a movie about white nationalism that I found was actually a more interesting take on white nationalism. Actually, had very few people of color, but was an interesting take on white nationalism. Was the movie Imperium with Daniel Dan oh, Radcliffe, right. yeah. where Dan Radcliffe, um, I love Dan Radcliffe so much, plays an FBI agent who goes undercover, also true story, yeah. as yeah. a skinhead. Yeah, I to, saw uh, it. To, so good so and good. intense, yeah. and that deals with the notion and super prescient of of you know today's time, mm-hmm. and that didn't hit the whole Trump thing like the Black Klansman I was on board for until the whole like Charlottesville supercut at the end. Yeah, I was gonna when say I was the, like, we don't epilogue. I was like, yeah. what do we? This is like we get it. We already knew this is all parallel. Do we need this? Are we so stupid? That's the beating the horse. No, I agree. I'm talking I agree. About. It's, um, it's annoying and. Imperium did none of that. It just told the story, right. and it talked talked about why people might fall down this rabbit hole. And it didn't apologize for them, but also talked about like these are people. A lot of them are boys who are just fall down this, and mm-hmm. and it's this kind of like it doesn't make them feel like victims. At the same time, it like just mm-hmm. looks at it, um, and I feel like that was a more effective portrayal mm-hmm. of that realm. Maybe I mean Black Klansman wasn't necessarily about white nationalism, but the Klan was majorly involved, so it had that element oh, sure. to it also. I think it was absolutely about about white nationalism and white supremacy in in its different forms. It yes. was like look at what KKK and then like look at what we're dealing with today and like but it's like, yeah, I get it. Like you said, the parallels. We could already see that. You didn't need to do this whole epilogue about it and like the American flag upside down and like fading to black and white. Yeah. I was like, all right, okay. I agree. All right. I'll watch Black Panther again. Black Panther! Who freaking, they took the best costumes and they took the best mm-hmm. production award and I couldn't be more thrilled. When so the good. guy who wrote the score looked to Ryan yeah. Coogler and was like, when you and I were roommates at UCLA or wherever yeah. and we were working on our first movie, I thought, he, he I, I could see it. He almost was like, you should have been fucking nominated for this for <laughs> best director, man. You were hosed. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy's super talented. He also won Grammy... He won a Grammy last week or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't know this. This is how we, we would talk about the Oscars. I didn't know what we would get into, but we got into I it. No, we got. I mean, and there's so much more to. If you guys watch the Oscars and have thoughts or have contradictions to what we've said, like tweet at us. Um, I want to know. I love talking about this shit. So I want to know what you thought. What was your favorite movie of the year? Like, just holler yeah. at us. I don't really care that Glenn Close didn't win. <sighs> Sorry. I, did you see the wife? No, I didn't see the wife. <laughs> but like, okay, she's amazing. She's Glenn Close. She's amazing at everything. She deserves to win for everything. But like at the same time, I'm like, the narrative of this person hasn't won, so this is the one they should win for is always like, I don't know. I don't know if she was better than Olivia. <laughs> I've seen neither of them, but I love Olivia <laughs> Coleman, and I love Olivia Coleman. And it, so, what do you think compared to the, those two? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, but the narrative of like, oh, no, I wish she won because she hasn't won. That m- argument in of itself doesn't really does. I don't care about that argument. Um, you, you know, yes, but it is a it is a powerful driver though. Um, and I'd say I, it's happened over and over again. I was going to say if it hasn't happened for her, it's happened for people like. Um, uh, Christopher Plummer, Spike, um, Spike. Who it's like they end up just sort of like handing you an Oscar after so many nominations yeah. and so Al many Pacino, years. Al Pacino, that was the case. Al Pacino sent to the woman for, for no reason. Sent to the woman. Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. All right. So back to the comparison really quickly. Um, between the two of them, Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman, I think Olivia and Coleman deserved it. Great. The favorite was amazing. The three of them, the Emma Thompson and Rachel Vice. Um, wasn't Emma Thompson or Emma? Sorry, Emma Stone. Stone. 
Emma Thompson is also great. She would have been great. She was the, not in the favor, but she, she is great. She would have been great in the um, favor. She would have been. <laughs> uh, but I, I think they gave it to the right person. I, again, Glenn Close would have been a, uh, a close second in my mind. Um, if you're looking for just like classic Glenn Close, like angry matriarch, watch the wife because that's that's what she does. So. Okay. That's one thing we do have to talk about before we get into Hannibal and uh, Sakizuki. Yeah. I'm on the deep end. I don't know any of the words. Oh. Oh well, then step aside while I take the mic. Do it. No, my favorite part is just the oh, 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 oh. oh my gosh! I, I had I that was such a steamy moment. Do you watch it? You watch yeah. that like moment? Oh, I, so they fucking? Mwah, they fucking. If they're not, they will be soon. Yeah, like that, like. There's people like guys. They're actors. Like well, in the comment section of people. I, know. I I point everyone to Phoebe Robinson on Two Dope yes. Queens on Instagram. Yes, had the most unbelievable, unbelievable. Insta post. Yeah, I posted that on my story. Yeah, she always has the best captions. But yeah, go to holy to shit. Dope Queen Phoebe. That's I think that's her handle on Instagram and read her. Um, caption under the like clip of that of the two of them singing the look they give each other at the, the end. look and that's everyone around the world was singing the same thing oh my god if I was Bradley Cooper's girlfriend yeah. how are you feeling right now mm -hmm. oh, and like girl. it's one thing if you're watching Bradley Cooper in a play yeah or on screen do that Lady Gaga oh, sure. great he's an actor mm -hmm. that's the job mm -hmm. but this is they're kind of in character, but not, and we know they're not, but they are kind of in character. It's this weird space where it's like, they're Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga singing this song, but they're kind of yeah. in character. Well, and, it, and it's like, not only that, and it's every, it's like every press photo you see of them um, on every red carpet, like behind the scenes, they're mm -hmm. always like laughing with their arms around each other, oh, yeah. or like she's like staring longingly into his eyes or something like that. It's constant. Well, and, like, the storyline of, like, people have a fair on movie is, like, mm. the oldest and, like, you mm -hmm. know, Brad and Angelina. Like, Brad, it's, like, yeah, exactly. it's, like, everybody. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the oldest thing yeah. in, as old as time is couple meet. Mm -hmm. to, to show man. People, yeah, pe 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 people meet in a movie. It's an incredibly intense relationship. Mm -hmm. There's physical scenes. <laughs> Shit happens. And you have, and you have two very attractive people yeah. physical chemistry yeah. but it, like that's just gonna happen Boom. and like that's how that shit happened like it happens over and over and over again yeah. and so like I buy it I that, buy that it. they are oh, I feel bad for I... Arena <laughs> I mean but I was whatever. with Phoebe but like I was also a little bit like mm. oh, yeah. so I'm kind of confused yeah exactly she's like I'm confused <laughs> I feel bad and yet my loins um <laughs> <laughs> My loin. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I feel like my chest is going to explode. Let's get into this <laughs> episode. <laughs> Again, do you need some heroin? <laughs> that would make it worse. I got some here. It's getting toasty. Um, okay, so should we... Do we kill someone first? Yeah, let's kill someone. We don't have any... I don't have... I don't think we have much housekeeping to do. We haven't no. gotten much heat on Twitter or email recently. No, we um, haven't. No, um, not much action. No, not much action. Um, it's all right. It's been a it's slow okay. week. It's okay. Um, yeah. Who you got on the chopping block? Did Oscars um, dredge up anybody for you? <laughs> um, uh, not necessarily Oscars, but I guess this person is in the entertainment business. Mine too. Um, 
Oh no, I hope we don't have the right the same I person. I don't I don't think so. Okay, great. Um this week the person I am placing into the Rolodex would be R. Kelly. Holy shit, we do! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. Okay. Well, let's yeah, fuck R. Kelly. Okay, fuck R. Kelly. Um he finally got charged with mm-hmm. like a million counts mm-hmm. of like of course, just like the most horrific sexual assault of like a minors and whatever, what have you. Um, but finally, like arrested and booked. Um, and, I mean, he's out on bail now, unfortunately. But like, what a nightmare, man! It, this is a guy who. It, I wonder, you guys, uh, did you watch the documentary on Lifetime Surviving? No, Mark I Kelly? haven't yet. No. It's. I mean, of course, it is hard to watch, but it's amazing how much of his abuse was made part of like entertainment and mm-hmm. parodied and joked about for so long when yeah. like you hear the actual stories of the women who were um who he like kept Im- imprisoned literally like in his home and like preyed upon and hurt so badly you hear their stories and you're like oh goddamn like this this i can't believe like dave Chappelle made this into a joke you know like it's it's just horrifying so fuck yeah. r kelly 100 percent, and like that's the kind of thing that happened with a lot of people like People made Harvey Weinstein jokes. Like, everyone knew that he was a piece of shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yet it was this, like, open thing. And, like, I feel like that's what the, the Hannah Gatsby special Nanette was about. Yeah. You know, how we value men's talent over women's humanity. Yeah. You know? I was thinking about Kelly because I was first thinking about Ryan Adams, who has been coming to light that he's an emotionally abusive shitbag. Although, then I was like, well, he's kind of an emotionally abusive shitbag. Hannibal might be okay with that because he's pretty emotionally abusive. Yeah, manipulative. You know, and I was listening to Mandy Moore on WTF recently who was married to him for, for like seven years. Yeah. How dark it was and how like she was like emotionally like totally latched onto him and had no sense of self for a while. It was really dark stuff. Yeah. And hearing about him and like a friend of mine actually writes for Rolling Stone and he wrote an article and he was like, I've written great reviews of his stuff and I need to like I'm checking myself right now, and he's yeah. like, honestly, like, look at his lyrics. Like, it was sitting and staring at us, like, how he's, his views of women. And he's like, kind of like Louis C.K., like Woody Allen, like R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. You don't, you can't look at someone whose art is like this or discusses these things and not go, where's this coming from? Yeah. That's, you know? That's a good And point. like, when you write all these lyrics, I'm like, wow, he's so emotionally raw. He's so, all this stuff. And it's like, okay. But, like, what's right. going on? And when you hear so, stories of him being a wild card and him being kind of crazy, yeah. let's start asking some questions. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Um, yeah, and especially in R. Kelly's case, I mean, he... Literally, yeah. He wrote <laughs> very explicitly about some of these things. Yeah. Um, and, like, mentored people like um, Aaliyah, who, like, would also sing, I mean, and mentored and, like, also, like, abused her and, like, yeah. married her when she was 15, very strangely. Um but yeah, it was all there. It's just mm-hmm. it's just interesting what, like, how much the industry is willing to look past in order to exalt a man's talent oh, yeah. or you know whatever. Um, I had recently rewatched the Hannah Gatsby special. We went to the well, I went to the Frist weekend. They had a, a great thing with Degas and Monet, and there was one Picasso there. Yeah. And thinking about how much of a he was a piece of shit, especially to women. Yeah, I heard. And that. there was one piece of art art there, and I had a really hard trouble looking at it. I had to walk past it because I was like, I don't know how I can. I'm still working on how I can like take. Oh, this guy's art now because like now fuck cubism like okay great he did cubism but he was also like an abusive person and like was terrible towards women and like what's more important yeah (laughs) i feel like that's a that's a more common thing now more than ever just 
people having to come to terms with the dissonance you have mm-hmm. thinking about the realities of a human being versus their art. Um, I was reading that the uh, one of the co-writers of Green Book wrote Shallow Hal, which is like one of the worst, like that movie hasn't aged for uh, shit. That's the Jack Black, Jack was it Black. Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, where he like sees fat women, or, like fat women look like supermodels to him. Yes. Um, yes. It, and it's like really demeaning to like. Oh, it's awful. To really everyone. Um, but I was like, wow, like that is so interesting how like back then that was a fairly popular movie and no one was really sort of thinking like, oh, what's wrong with this? Um, but now we're willing yeah. to contend with some of these more. Um, I'm pretty sure one of the Fairly guys, that same guy, also wrote that yeah. like Stuck on Me, that like Siamese oh, twin yeah. movie, where the whole bit is like, hey, Greg Kinnear is stuck to the other guy. Like that's the whole joke, is that yeah. they're conjoined twins. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, Greg Kinnear and Matt Damon, I think, is the other person. Wow. Matt Damon Matt did Damon. some movies, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Matt oh. Damon was in Eurotrip. Let's not forget, he was, what? Scotty he? doesn't know. Oh, that's He was right. the lead singer of Lustra. That's right. I feel like I've only seen that movie in, like, clips. I don't think I've ever seen the it entirety of it, it, I don't think it holds up. I can't imagine it does. I was shocked how much Al Cold hold, held up when I watched it recently. I posted it on our Twitter. I was shocked. Um, okay, so should we get into this episode? Episode... Uh, epi- episode uh, two of season two. I wrote season two, episode one for some reason on my notes again. No, episode two of season mm-hmm. two. Sakizuke. Um, which is a small seasonal appetizer, um, which is meant to kind of kick off the the haiseki courses, kind of like gotcha. an a, kind of like an amuse bouche, actually. Right. Um, yeah. It's very nice. similar to that, um, and it kind of is sets the tone for the whole rest of all those courses. Um, which I guess this does. I love this episode. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I had a hard time rating it. I'm mean, going we'll to talk about that obviously I later. I actually, but... no, recently I'm rating it right at the end. I haven't rated this one yet. So I, I'm going to uh, rate okay. it as we talk about it because I'm not even sure. That's usually what I do because yeah. I'm so unprepared. I'm like, oh, right. Um, I didn't have a gut rating after watching it. I was actually really sick Friday night again. So I was like, I had a oh. migraine. So I was like, all right, it's over. Okay, now I'm going to bed. <laughs> but no, normally I have a rating, but I'll figure it out. Um. Yeah, man. Ugh. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. this episode's gross. I was just like really looking at my, my notes for the like very first scene. It's so disgusting. Yeah, I honestly think him being ripped apart. That sequence yeah. might be one of the like. There's I mean, this is a gross show, and there's <laughs> the you know there's the 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 the, the, uh, the fungus people and the whatever. And the, oh yeah. But for some reason, if it's gross corpses, I can justify I'm like okay it's gross corpses mm-hmm. when it's the dude who's alive and yeah. his skin is ripping off and you can feel yeah. the pain how awful that must be yeah. that made it extra times more upsetting and it's gross because yeah. the skin's ripping off and then it's like oh no you can yeah. f- you, you sense his like absolute terror and sheer physical pain mm-hmm. so that was it was really rough no I would agree and uh, the, yeah that's uh, similarly I felt the same sort of just like agony and disgust with like Georgia Mansion's like skin glow yes. coming off yes. where you're like oh that person's alive and their skin Ooh, just blow. shed off of them um, no it's repulsive so right so we're back at where we left off before we're at this silo type situation mm-hmm. where these dead bodies are being arranged in a specific way and the guy who was hunted last week, who had the nice skin, mm. he had nice skin, um, has awoken and he's like ripping his body from other Ugh. dead bodies. Um, and it's disgusting. And then it becomes just like very tragic. It's really sad. <laughs> at least he died quickly. Yeah. I'd forgotten how he died. Yeah. And at least he's like, runs to the cliff. He's hiding in the, in the, you know, the, 
in the corn maze. He's mm-hmm. hiding in the corn. He gets to the cliff, and then it's like, bam! Yeah. What a head way. on the cliff, and then he's dead. Which oh. is like, okay, at least he died a swift end. I guess, right, um, yeah. Cause it, otherwise... At least it's over now for this 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 poor bastard. Oh, I mean, so I would love brutal. for him to be found, um, but oof. I know. That was really tragic. Um, but yeah, and then we are at the hospital. Right? And the dunking right tank. And, yeah, and so I was writing, okay, is this Gaslighting 101 or is Will playing them? And then I was like, yep, Will's playing them. Because yeah. at first I was like, this is really dark. They're like, Will, do you don't remember what you did, blah, blah, And he's like, I guess I don't. I, I don't know what I'm, you know, because he was like, oh, seemed think, like he's just Gaslighting 101. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I think Hannibal is for sure Gaslighting him yes. but without being aware that he has already figured it out. He got that, it was like an episode, it must have been an episode or two ago where he remembered that was Hannibal, last episode, yeah. yeah, forcing that tube and like shoving the ear mm-hmm. down his throat. So he's like, oh, fuck, I was right this whole time. But mm-hmm. Of course, like we said, no one's going to believe him at this no point. He has no fucking evidence. And he it's too small. guilty yeah. at every turn. And he's smart enough to know, I can't play this hand yet yeah. if I play this hand I played it to Jack he didn't take it yeah. I can't play it to Hannibal because Hannibal will then know that I'm not bluffing right. and then I'm fucked yeah. right so I have to play this I have to keep this card close to the chest because this is all the leverage I have on Hannibal right yeah. now Yeah. Um, I have to let Hannibal know the only leverage I have is that Hannibal thinks I know nothing still it's the only yeah. leverage I have over him yeah uh, which is so smart. That's I think <laughs> that was one of my favorite things about this episode. I was like, oh, Will's taking a turn. Yeah. Um, and I am loving it. Uh, there's this moment where um, I think it's, yeah, Will says something along the lines of like, I don't know what's worse, thinking that I did it or thinking that you did it, talking about Hannibal. Mm-hmm. And Hannibal does another one who's like brilliant micro expressions where he looks at him like, did what? Like he's, he looks at him like, hmm, what could you be talking about? Um, and then of course Will puts on the like Oscar worthy performance of the year where he's like, I need your help. <laughs> that was when I was just playing them. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh yeah, actually never Big mind. Time. Um, did you think Alana was buying all this? Uh, kind of, yeah. She's I don't, just I don't eating see why it all up. Be. I mean, she's so in the like, I gotta save Will. She's just oh, like yeah. knee deep How in it. How could this happen? Oh, he must be tormented. Yeah. And she's like, was happy. She's like, oh, thank God. He's he's starting to. He needs help. Yeah, Hannibal can help him. Mm-hmm. No, I think she's buying it right now. Well, she, didn't she say like Doctor Lecter has done nothing wrong here? Or like he's not responsible for yeah. it. Like some yeah. like, like some like insane lines. Like, haha. God. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Um. And then it cuts to. Delia, this is when Delia, I, I Delia. love, there's like two women characters really like, I'm coming out, come mm. out in this episode. Mm-hmm. Delia and Katz. Yeah. This is like yeah. their fucking show. That's true. They That's true. come out in a big way in this episode. They just have so much more yeah. screen time. Yeah. They make some moves. Well, I call this Delia's farewell tour. Oh. She's just going around to different people going, <laughs> going hey, um, don't follow me. Okay, bye. Oh, hey, I believe you. Okay, bye. Um, no, this is, uh, you're right. This is Delia's big... Uh, big episode so she shows up to hannibal's office wasn't surprised oh well yeah 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 and they're chatting and she's saying listen this is done you know i can't be your therapist anymore yeah. um this this is over and hannibal like walks out from behind his desk oh. and she takes just a slight step back and he realizes oh I'm I'm scaring her. I'm gonna hold back a little bit. He sort of like hangs back by the desk a little bit. They're still talking. She's like, I gotta mm-hmm. go, blah blah blah, don't follow me, blah blah blah. 
then he realizes, oh, I can, again, impose my will on her. Oh, yeah. She's terrified. She's, she is scared out of her mind. Um, but it's it, but she doesn't know exactly why. Again, she says something along the assuming she says like, I don't I don't know explicitly what is going on here, but she knows enough to back away from him. Um, why did I write smile? No, I won't share. <laughs> did she is she like, no, I'm not gonna refer you on to somebody else. Oh yeah, because he said, oh, are you are you referring me to like, someone? And she no. says, no. Um, and then she mentioned the person suit. She's like, yeah, she said, I've had to draw a conclusion based on what I glimpsed through the stitching of the person suit that you wear. Yeah, it's intense. And she is, it, like, this is, like, she is so freaking scared of him. Because, like, yeah. she's always known that he was capable of violence. Yeah. Of, of more than he let on. Yeah. But she started to, in the end of last season, this season, been, last episode's been like, Oh wait a second! This is a fucking monster. I think especially. <laughs> I think she mentioned something about Will, but especially his relationship, how Will has turned out in his presence. Mm-hmm. I think she says something like, "You and Will, like whatever that is." I, I've seen what happens when someone like gets in your way, like blah blah blah. Um, yeah, no, she's uh, she's scared, and it, it's funny because at this point, as all the up. Uh, earlier in season one every time they interact it's always a little awkward but they tend to be on equal footing yes um they're colleagues they're quote-unquote friends as he hopes they, they share yeah. a glass of wine and but they have the power imbalance like yeah. will mentions later of the therapist you know there's the power imbalance where yeah. she's their colleagues yet she's his therapist yeah. yet he has that power because he's hannibal right so there's that kind of balanced out yeah yeah, Cole exactly. comes out the wash, equal footing. Exactly. But in these past two episodes, oh. he's been sort of like I said last episode of LBJing his way into her mm-hmm. personal space, um, and and taking advantage of the the power imbalance. Oh, the no, I won't share because he was like, "Have you gone to Jack Crawford about this?" Which is again, uh, whenever he's like, "Yeah, have you told anybody else about your suspicions?" It's like this is when this is the decision as to whether or not you're going to mm-hmm. die right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You answer wrong and you will die. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I haven't. And he's like, okay, good. You get to live now. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah for now. For literally just for a moment. Um, yeah. Ugh, I love that interaction. I feel bad for Delia, but um, I think she she made some serious moves in this episode. No, and she's, you know, she's, she's looking after herself. I mean, yeah. she, she's, she's looking after herself. I mean, this is like... I mentioned before, but this is again. These are the patterns. Like this is a an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. She is like, I'm getting out of this. Mm-hmm. I have to make. I have to. I have to separate myself from you. No, I'm not going to tell you where I'm going. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not. Like I have to get out of here. And when she leaves later, she has no indication. She's she's gone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. And then it cuts to his name was Roland, right? Roland Umber. What are these insane names? Isn't I Umber love a color? It is. It's burnt Umber is like a brown, yeah. like burnt sienna or Umber. It's like a brownish yeah. kind of like earthy, like fall. That's a color. little on the nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Le, uh, nerds, is Roland Umber a character in the books? Is that what his name is? Is this the whole? Is, is this from the books, or did Brian was Brian Fuller uh, like? Let's call him Roland Umber. 
Yeah, it's like let's, we'll think of a better name later. It's in like, the room, let's call him Joey Purple. <laughs> you know, it's like in the room they were like Roland Umber because it's a color. We'll think of a better name well, later, yeah, yeah. and they're like, oh shit, oh we, shit, we it's didn't. in the script. <laughs> no one, didn't, no one uh, went back and edited that. Um, I love Hannibal. Hannibal. I, I said I, I love him getting bumper card yes! around. This is like a slapstick bit. He's like lol. He's oh, in the way. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Oh, what sorry. was that? Was it like a comedy bit, or is it like was he in? The, I was sitting there being like, okay. Is this like for laughs? Is it because like he's awkward and doesn't know his way around the room? This episode was was strangely comical. There were moments oh, of yeah. just like pure. I was like, this is a joke. Yeah, like was it a joke or was there some method behind it? Because with Hannibal, I'm always like, okay, is there an angle? Is there a move he's making? Oh, I see. Was he? Because for, for half a second, I was like, did he pick someone's pocket during I all know. of that? Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he didn't, and I was like, okay, so yeah. he's just kind of like. It's Hannibal kind of out of his element for a moment. We get to see the another side of him. Well, there, there's a couple things that I was thinking of. Because at first I thought, okay, is this supposed to be another piece of the story that this episode seems to tell? Which is that Hannibal stepped into the role of Will, but he's mm-hmm. not Will. Yes. And we he's close, but no cigar. The, the guesses and the assumptions that he makes are good, but they're not exactly right or whatever. So I was like, is this another, like, oh, he's he's smart, but he doesn't know his way around a lab. Or he like doesn't know that he's in the way or something like that. Or is he purposely trying to, like, make it seem like he's not quite sure what he's doing so that he can later on go to the silos so that they don't know and that sort I think, of thing? I wonder about that, actually, because, I mean, he obviously has, like, Will Graham has this insane Sherlockian, like, oh, he thought this, he wanted this. You're like, how did you know that? Yeah. Hannibal smells him, knows exactly what cornfield he's in. Right. I get, okay, fine. I'll buy... I smell that I'm a doctor. I smell that you have encephalitis. Okay, great. I went, I, went, I, went, I also would get, oh, you smell like this perfume. Got it. Mm-hmm. Or I know that smell. That's the the driveway, the same gravel the driveway I grew up in. Like, set memory. Okay, sure, yeah. Uh, uh, he knows the cornfield? Yeah, he knows the precise cornfield. What the fuck are we, like, on the coast somewhere in Maryland, right? Like, what yeah, are we, right. to, like, in Virginia? Yeah. What? What? He's like, okay. This that corn is only grown in this season, and the, the salt in the air, like well, I guess, I, he guess. Must, yeah, I guess he must have thought, all right, corn, but also um, all these people must be stored somewhere. But I mean, there's got to be every cornfield has to have a coast, silo, so I somewhere guess. near the coast, he might have smelled the salt. It might have been other things, but you showed us him. It showed him it in the middle of the cornfield. Corn, yeah, which it I didn't thought was zoom a out even shot. farther. Is like near the coast with the seagulls or something else. No, but that was a brilliant shot, though. That like that him, was cool. That was cool. Um, but yeah, I like the idea that you know he has his. If he wanted to, he can go bang, bang, boom. This is the guy. He's over here, but yeah. he doesn't want to because he's interested. He was like, I want to learn about this guy, which is why he yeah. he he goes to the guy and does his thing, and then he's like, Oh, how'd you find him? You know, yeah, yeah. because he 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 didn't call it in. Um, yeah, right. Right, and so, and he didn't say, oh, this middle guy's the killer because he couldn't say that. Um, whereas yes. Will was like, that's the killer. So, yeah, I think it's interesting, the idea that Hannibal's is kind of in the way, bumbly, as a move to to kind of folksify himself. Yeah. Oh, shucks, I'm, you know, I'm oh, smart, oops, but sorry. I'm out of my element here, guys. Right, I'm like, you're, you're telling me the man who is so cat-like and so predatory. And reads the room. And reads and, the room and has a great spatial sense is getting bumper card around yeah, by a couple no of lab scientists. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, cool. I'm uh, glad we talked about this. <laughs> this is the Ethical Butchers in a nutshell. We glaze over a scene in 10 seconds. We talk about... What what was five seconds of physical <laughs> movement for three minutes? 
God, he's so fixated on the smallest things. No, but it's no, but this is important because I, I think, think it's this important. shows his character motivations and like informs. the layers of subtext because like that's the kind of thing you had to notice on a first reading or a second reading of this show. But yeah. it, I think it shows to the fact that Hannibal's always in control. He's always yeah. making moves. He's yeah. always thinking things through. He's always thinking about how he's presenting himself and yeah. how that how that positions him mm-hmm. in the context of who he's around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another quick note about this scene. These are, once again, we mentioned this last episode, high-definition images of these victims. Oh, yeah. These are these are, these are uh, headshots. These are, <laughs> like, yeah, agency headshots of these dead oh, people. I was obsessed with those D- DMV. Like, I, I want to go to Virginia or Maryland to get my DMV. I have to get my driver's license soon. I know. Here in Tennessee. It's optical some shitty... <laughs> Um, it's amazing. Okay, yeah. I love this, like, color is often political. How nice it is to revel in the... How about that commentary? I know, yeah. Like, like, topical, Hannah, talking about the color of skin. I know. It it was just moments like that where he would say things like, oh, perhaps you'll find some evidence in the the cloche, and and they're like, the what? He's like, oh, the cracks of a a painting. And they're like, all right, brother. Like, you could have just said, is there some shit in the cracks? I don't know. No, no, it's Hannibal. (laughs) He's going to give you the technical term. But by the way, I have to say, I was, I was, I was, uh, I revealed my piece of shitness in that regard. Not to the extent that, like, I use terminology. Yeah. But I was talking, actually, about Beethoven's Ninth relative to this episode, relevant. And someone was like, oh, a a family of a kid I work with, this is at work, uh, just went and and saw Beethoven Seventh at the Symphony Center, and I said, "Oh, I, I've never, I never gone and heard that." And yeah. I, I used the word "going to going to hear the symphony" instead of oh, "going to see the like symphony." See and it. I was like, "I'm an asshole." Why didn't I say, "Oh, cool"? Like I had to be like, "No, I think the the, the correct verb is to go to hear." Beethoven that's, seventh. That's a that's a. And then I was like, immediately, I was like, a little self, upper crust. <laughs> so much self-loathing of like, well, like. It's not because, like, I didn't grow up going to the fucking Philharmonic, but, like, I heard someone else say hearing it, and I was like, oh, okay. and I thought, like, that's interesting. I would have said see, but I kind of like the idea of, because you go to listen to it, I like the idea of saying, no, I'm going to go hear so-and-so. I wouldn't have thought f- anything. I wouldn't have thought, if you would have said that, that would that sounds it natural to me. in my own head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As per usual. But then, then Kat spills the beans. It's like, this is an interesting contrast, right? Yes. Hannibal knows how to let information out without letting him know he knows the game. Mm-hmm. And Kat's like, maybe they were, uh, it's a color palette or whatever. And they're like, how'd you know that? Interesting. Yeah, both Jack and Hannibal look at her like, bitch. You <laughs> who, you, who you been talking <laughs> who to? Who you been chatting with? Yeah, there's no fucking way she would have come to that conclusion herself. I mean, she's a smart woman. I don't want to undermine her, but, like, yeah, that's, uh, and Hannibal says something like, oh, it feels like Will's in the room with us right now or something. Like, yeah, obviously. (laughs) Um, okay. So, I think they're back, I think next we're back at the hospital. Um, this is when Hannibal shows up and he's like, oh, why is the chair all the way back here? Right. Well, yeah, yeah. There's because Jack had talked about having having have never psyche eval. Why did I say do your job on the DL? Oh, that was because oh, they he mentioned cats. He was like cats. Like what the fuck? And oh. he's like, okay, fine. We didn't have this conversation. Mm. Um, oh, you're okay. I skipped over their whole conversation. Yeah. And he was like, Let don't me worry talk. about it. It's not important. Because I'm just looking at my notes. Hannibal sniffing bodies. You, know, I wrote because that was when the corn thing happened. I said, Hanny, getting that sniffer working. <laughs> Um, <laughs> get that sniffer, gotta get that sniffer working. Gotta get that sniffer working. Wait, okay, so one one quick note about the cat's Jack interaction is mm-hmm. I love when he goes, How's Will Graham? Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> Shut your mouth. 
That's so Jack. It's so Will Graham. How's Will Graham? Don't even fucking answer Don't that question. Answer. <laughs> oh, Shut your mouth. And he, but then he's like, fine. Do what you got to do. Yeah. I didn't. We didn't have this conversation. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I have to let you know Again. that I'm under a lot of pressure, but don't not talk to Will Graham. Just know that my ass is on the fucking right. hot seat. Well, Jack's whole thing is means to an end. Like, yes. do what you need to do. Just don't be dumb about it. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Visit Will Graham. Get the information you get. Just like don't do that shit you just did in the lab. Yeah. Where you like gave your telegram away. <laughs> Oh, oh, this was the next part when he goes to the hospital. It's amazing. Yeah. He goes, they've been telling everyone to stay behind the line because people have been peeing on their psychiatrist. <laughs> and then Adam goes, I think I would say the best way to dissuade a pissing contest would be to, would not be to set a, like, distance marker yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. He's like, right. I love the animals saying pissing contest. Yeah, I love the animals saying pissing contest. I love that. Um, but he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna piss on you. You can sit closer. Um, I like totally. I like sort of zoned out. I piss literally, on you. <laughs> yeah, that's the R. Kelly song. <laughs> um, I literally wrote. There are some other scenes that I left out because there's like scenes between here and I just like stopped taking notes. <laughs> I wrote some lines. I was like. Yeah, they wouldn't want a lot of to worry. And then I wrote, like, oh, Chilton's listening. Oh, yeah, oh, I think then yeah. Cats, he's like, he's gossipy that way. <laughs> it's very interesting. There's, like, 900 scenes in the in the hospital. Yes. Never do we see Chilton. I have that note, too. I know. Where's Never Chilton? do we see Chilto. He's listening. We know he's sitting there with his, like, fucking eye, like computer <laughs> out, like, mm, so listening away, like, listening with his magnifying glass over his ear. Um, <laughs> why did I write body is a brushstroke? Oh, that's because like Hannibal and then we're talking about the the uh, painting and how it was all a painting. Yeah. Um, then he goes to Katz and he Katz is like, this is again like Will's doing all this stuff. He's like pleading for someone to give the benefit of the doubt. He's like, okay, ignore everything against me. Yeah. Pretend that all all of the evidence against me doesn't exist and start from there. And she's like, okay, great. Like, <laughs> yeah, fine. But she's like willing to go along with it. I think because she's sensing something from him. Yeah, she's she's always been the most sympathetic to his plight, I think. Yes. Um, I mean, there's there's always Alana, but I, th- I feel like Alana has had the, like, ulterior sort of romantic um, motive behind it. Katz has always just been like, I'm a friend. I care for you. I see you're struggling. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to sort of look past a lot of things to really sense how you are doing. Yeah. So I think that she's always been a bit more sensitive to his... Definitely. Definitely. His, uh, Price and Zeller are like the boys, the boys. The boys, the boys. I love <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> the boys, the boys. There's an improv group called Improvise Shakespeare out of Chicago that's unbelievable. So good. I know. Unbelievable. I know. When they come out on stage, it's the boys, the boys. <laughs> um, I wrote, this is some real Signs of the Lambs shit. She's there, FBI, whatever. Mm. He's in the cage. She's mm-hmm. like handing him the files. Mm-hmm. He's looking them over. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. I was like, oh, this is some, this is like some one-to-one Silence of the Lambs parallels yeah. right here. Yeah. With Clarice handing him the phone. It's like, I'll look over these, Clarice. I'll look but like, yeah, he's closer. like, really... <laughs> was like that good? 20s mobster meeting. <laughs> <laughs> see? I thought that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, listeners, what do you think? Uh, rate, listeners, rate, let's do it. Who do you... Uh, <laughs> um, and then, th- th- this is the privacy thing. He's like, can I get a little privacy? For his like, crazy, oh, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. And she's like, No. <laughs> I can respect that because he goes and watches like he looks because I guess he has never seen the dead body before he had previously seen the headshots yeah 
And then she's bringing him the picture of Roland. Right. And it's like, what's up yeah. with this guy? Yeah. Why is he here? Because I guess they didn't know. They didn't know about the the people sewn together. They, yeah. they just found the discard bodies and they found Roland. They're like, what's up with Roland? He's not discard. He seems yeah. pretty good. They thought they, they were being strung up. Yes. Which Somehow. is a fair assumption. Yeah. But, you know, they're idiots. <laughs> Obviously, they're being sewn Duh. together. Um <laughs> But yeah, he's like, okay, I'm going to do my thing. Can you give me some space? And she's like, no. I read something interesting that was like, um, at, at the beginning, like literally season one, almost entirely, he needed, yeah, he needed to be alone. Alone. And he needed that fucking pendulum thing mm-hmm. to like sort of separate him from like one reality to another. Now he's able to do it with people present and mm-hmm. there's no pendulum anymore. He just sort of like, like sort yeah. of things just go sort of fuzzy and then he's able to do his thing. He does it later in the dunking tank. Does he's, yeah. Is there a pendulum there? No. I wonder if the pendulum is just like, in the space of the murder scene. Listeners, remind mm. me, is there a time when he, when he pendulums not in the murder scene? I thought he pendulum. Scene? You remember whenever he's sitting across from Alana and she, and he's like handcuffed and she like hands him something to look at. There, he, it's like after he's been arrested. Obviously. Oh, okay. I think then he's, he's clearly he not in I think he pendulums. Okay, there. interesting. I don't know. I don't remember. And this, that was season one. Because she that, puts that, that a pendulum in front of him. She puts a pendulum in front of him that glows. And then she becomes a weird, crazy that's ghost. That's right. That's the crazy ghost girl. Okay, yeah. great. The um, crazy black ghost girl <laughs> that yeah. made you pause thinking that I was pulling some race thing a, for a, a second. It was a moment. It, it was a moment and she was black smoke. I, you were like, crazy black girl. And I was like, huh. <laughs> huh. This is oh, about to Malia, become a different podcast. By the way, just like Hannibal where I'm like laying in the cut, I've waited this whole podcast to reveal. <laughs> I, I, you know, we were going to have a different sort of conversation possibly off air. Um, okay. So then we get to the PMS in the sunshine. Okay, wait. Before we get to the PMS, oh, do we want to do our? Yes, actually, this is a great this is a set. Good place this to is a great place. Oh, I, I, I cannot wait. I didn't open either. Let me try to yeah. do it quietly. Are we doing both? Um. Oh, what do you? Yeah. I think we might as well. I think yeah, we might as do both because there's February. February's almost over. These are both seasonal. Yeah. Um, so, Melina, do you want to... I can vamp for the next 30 seconds. Or, yeah, please. Okay. okay. Melina's opening these. So we have two more Valentine's Day uh, candies. <laughs> Valentine's. For, for Valentine's Day candies um, that I... Melina found. One of them we mentioned on our previous episode, and we found them. And then another one, the next one, I... Oh, I the I, scent I, is strong. I, fuck, yes. I cannot... <laughs> I'm chomping at the bit for these two. I've been looking forward to these two forever. So these are both Valentine's seasonal candies. Um, the first is um, the red velvet flavored Kit Kat bars mm-hmm. that we talked about on on a season two, episode one. That were the like quintessential eat the crude um, Valentine's candy. Yeah. So we're that- we're getting into Easter candy season. We talked about how we love Easter candy. I, I have know. a question though. Okay. What is your take on Peeps? Okay. I feel like we've talked about this before. I don't remember if we have. Let's get into I, it on I, air. I know we have because I know what your stance is. I love peeps. <sighs> I love peeps. <laughs> I, and you I, know what? Uh, They're making peeps for everything now. They make Halloween peeps. Really they make f- Christmas peeps. Is this going to be the peep cast? <laughs> Melina is like looking at me really... Melina, this is like her coffee. She's like yeah. looking at me... 
I love peeps. And he's like looking at me stone cold. <laughs> this, this, this is 100% this is, the this coffee. Is amazing. I'm, oh, I love this. this is Monday night. Holy shit. I cannot wait for this second. Okay, bite. okay. So the second, I'll tell you what the second candy is. It's a dove heart, oh obviously, for Valentine. And it's flavored pink champagne and milk chocolate swirl. What must that... I don't even know mean? what to expect with the second one. I'm confused. Pink champagne chocolate. I don't First even... First of all, pink champagne, like rosé champagne? Like rosé like, prosecco? Is it like, like, yeah, like... Sparkling rosé? Oh <laughs> you're going to give Sorry. me two? <laughs> Sorry. That's presumptuous. Okay. Um, should we each do the same one and talk about... I think that, the, that, that makes the most sense. I don't like peeps. Back it up, peeps. Yes, Although I knew that. they're making like root beer float, like crazy ass peeps. Yes. I wonder if we should do some crazy peeps. Okay, coming up I soon. have done crazy peeps, and they're repulsive. When when you know, my mom, my mom always finds the weird ones. Great. So she got me sour watermelon peeps. <laughs> <laughs> That's some that that needs to be on I this podcast. I couldn't finish it. I love peeps. That and needs I could to be not. on this podcast right now. I'm, I'm sure I we'll like find marshmallows. It. I don't like the like the weird crusty the sugar the like crust. rhinestones on the end, like the like. <laughs> Limestone cowboy. It's so gross. Okay. So so we're munching on. Okay. Okay. Um, You're right. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Just a news update of a person who I was going to kill, but I'll wait to kill him. Oh, great. Don't worry. He'll be a fuckhead for a while. Beautiful. Right, so it's so a nice white, it looks like a white chocolate. Yes, red velvet, fl- okay, red velvet flavor. And it's like two cats who are like heart with their tails, like tail oh, fucking. Oh, the wrapper, yeah. Okay, great. Red, red velvet, velvet flavor. flavor. Crisp, yeah, crisp, okay. All right, let's go. Try oh not to. Oh my God, this is, it's very, unlike, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, the, the scent. It's very cream cheese smelly. Oh, it is, you're right. But I like unlike, cream cheese icing. Unlike, at least it doesn't smell like Play-Doh. Ooh, yeah. So why you take a bite and chewing on it's gonna have to be tired. All right, so Melina is looking off into the into the middle ground. I can't get well, past the cream cheese yet. Uh huh. Oh wow. Well, it's wait, cream. it's not even red or anything on the inside. No, nothing's bullshit. I mean, red velvet is chocolate. It's chocolate, right? With cream cheese icing. Okay, but it's, oh. this is essentially just a cream cheese. A Kit-Kat. cream cheese Kit Kat. There's a weird taste to it. It's kind of like a sourness. It's yeah, not like like, um, like like cream cheese. I really wanted to hate this. I'm really disappointed by how much this is not awful. It's not bad. It's not there. I don't taste no. any chocolate. No. It's it's a uh, cream cheese. It's not bad. It has a weird like middle taste. So the aftertaste is fine. It's probably the wafer that you don't like there. Maybe it's like sweet cream, cream cheese, very strong and like uh, honestly, an okay smell. I was expecting something yeah. really nasty. Yeah. <laughs> but it smells like mm. the like Duncan Hines cream cheese frosting. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Great. And okay, take it. Good bite, sweet. Then there's some weird soury middle taste, which I'm not a fan of. Uh-huh. And then it ends sweet cream cheese. Yeah. It's yeah exactly cream cheese cream cheese. Wow, begins. I'm really bummed by this. I wish it was more chocolate. I forward. wanted it to be disgusting. Disgusting. Well, I guess what made but like, it, red velvet is just chocolate it's cake cream with cheese. cream cheese icing. And, and I love red velvet. I do too. Sure. Yeah. So I guess what made the cherry cheesecake so vile was the cherry. It was the cherry. The cherry. <sighs> wow. Okay. All so right. this is what I'm. I, I. I. I don't even know what to expect. What does your little dove thing say? Oh yeah. What's so you know how dove chocolates have like a little note under them. Mine says. Make someone melt today. Make someone note today? <laughs> melt. Mm, moist. Mm. Make, uh, mine says, be thankful for today. Okay. What's something you're thankful about today? 
today. Um, I'm thankful that Perry's making me dinner at home. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I am thankful that I kind of had a realization about uh, anti-anxiety self-care. I told you about this earlier. Yeah. I tried to kind of take take my, like, do mindfulness and stillness and that kind of stuff, but it was kind of feeding me. Yeah. I'm going to start going on more walks and jogs, and that's been really helpful. So I'm happy I kind of that's had that realization. Amazing. It was a nice realization that kind of turned around oh, my that's day. That's so nice. You can so find I'm an thankful for, that works. I'm thankful for having that realization. All right. Here's, here's <laughs> the pink champagne and milk chocolate swirl. Okay, I'm smelling something. Yeah, I'm smelling... Ooh, what is that? <laughs> so just sniffing it, it's like... <laughs> Jack. Jack has got like full red face, like, cackling. I don't understand. This guy's like, mm, I'm smelling something. What is it? As we're like, as I wish you see us, we're both holding little chocolate hearts that have like pink swirl on them, like shoving them up to our nose. Like, what does it smell like? But that's what this whole thing this is. This is, about. If you, again, it's 59 minutes in. If you're still with us, oh my God, we, we love, love you. We love you. If you're still if you're still with us, literally tweet at us and be like, I'm with you guys. Like, I want to know who's there. I don't care if it's like Kyla Fiona here or like two of you guys. I don't care. I don't care. Bring it. No, but it's important. I, I love to try to explain how it smells yes. to people because because it's pink champagne. Like it's milk chocolate's there, but there's a but, but yeah, there's, there's a thing. So, there's like a sweetness and it's a different pink sort champagne. Of but I don't even know what sweet pink champagne is gonna. I don't. Uh, I'm just gonna take a. Do I do a whole bite? I'm gonna do a half. I'm gonna bite. put the whole thing in my mouth. You do a half. I'll do. Okay. <laughs> oh oh my god! This is so fucking bad. Oh. Um. <laughs> oh my god. It took a while to hit me. Oh my god. Melina was like, Jack, why are you hating this? And then it hit her like a fucking train. Oh my god. <laughs> this is like cough medicine. It's a, oh, it's like. Oh, how do I even describe this? It's like cough medicine. It is. It's like, oh my god. It's like cough medicine mixed with like. Shitty stale booze, yeah. Kind of. Oh, I'm gonna look like there's a very distinct taste to this that I've tasted before. It's very medicinal. Yeah. It's very. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's not good at all. Um, this saved the day. <laughs> as much as the red velvet things were underwhelming and hell, yeah. they were fine. This was. This is unbelievable. I want to say. I want to say. I gotta I get say, one home for Blaze. I want to say. I want to say. Nothing like champagne. Number Holy one. If you shit. if you like champagne or just like sparkling, no. Great. Um, it's not there. And the milk chocolate is so overpowered by whatever the fuck. <laughs> it's like Robitussin is in it. <laughs> Here, here, have a few for Blythe. It's got Dimetap in it. Oh, it's okay. not good. Okay, let's see if there's some clues in the Sorry. ingredients. Sorry Let, for the let's sounds. Just, okay, cocoa butter, milk chocolate, da, 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 da. Okay, artificial flavors, there's nothing. Milk chocolate, soy lectin, blah, 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 sugar, cocoa butter, skill milk, milk fat, natural flavors. Yeah, Pe right. Okay, natural flavors, salt, PGPR, question mark? Uh, listeners, if you know what PGPR I, I, I is, try to go well, okay, we, we gotta know because that's the secret. Oh, here we go. H here's the copy. You ready for the copy on the bottom of this bag? Yeah. May we propose a toast? Here's to you and Dove registered trademark promises registered trademark. Pink champagne and milk chocolate swirls hearts. 
a luscious take on a bubbly favorite combined with silky smooth Dove registered trademark chocolate. These hearts, capital H, will have you saying cheers from the very first bite. No, they won't. They won't have you saying barf. Okay, all right. So so I looked up PGPR, and it's more or less a... Um, uh, uh, it's to help it last longer, it, to, to increase shelf life. So it's like a preservative. But I love this quotation. It says, PGPR is, quote, generally recognized as safe, end quote, <laughs> by the FDA. <laughs> um, giving PGPR a green check, meaning, quote, it appears to be safe. Holy quote. shit. <laughs> I mean, I guess just like with any other preservative, I mean, like preservatives in like cosmetics aren't like super great for you. But I just love that like it appears to be okay. You've made, cos- you've made cosmetics as someone who's made cosmetics. Yeah, yeah. I made nail polish for for a few years and uh, and preservatives are um, definitely a common thing in, in those big big name brands. Oh God, and they're not necessary <laughs> but um, and, and they're bad for you in, in large doses. It's unbelievable. It's generally considered wow. to be safe. And legally we cannot say it is bad for you. Oh, right, right. But we wouldn't um, um, say it's good for there you. There is no <laughs> evidence. You, you know, it's like vaping is healthy for you. Oh, there's even a Facebook group called Take PGPR Out of Chocolate. Of course there is. You want to join? <laughs> Do they think that vaccines cause autism? <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, okay. I'm, I'm just going to say, you know, we've taken hard stances. If you don't believe in vaccinating your children, Fanimals, uh, just go ahead and unfollow us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. It's It doesn't make any sense, and you're putting I'm other a parent, people at risk. You're putting at risk. Yeah, people at risk. Yeah, great. So, yeah. so... Go, you know, I mean, at me, message me, great, let's get into it. But, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that's... Um, okay. <clears throat> Costumes time. This time I actually wrote lyrics. Yay. <sighs> oh, fuck it. Where'd it go? <laughs> Here we go. You say there is no God. Oh, no, oh, no, no, I need to know. Why you gotta be so rude with all that attitude? Check out Hanny Silver soon. And Katz's red polka dots, yeah. It's time for costumes. What's he wearing? Time for costumes. What's he wearing? <laughs> uh, in an unrelated note, I just burped and it smelled. It tasted like that oh. fucking pink champagne again. All right. What does it taste? What does that taste? Oh, I, I can't make heads or tails of it. It's... I'm going to have to have a few more, do some more research for you guys, for the listeners. For the, for the I'm gonna do for some more research. We do this for you. <sighs> okay. Um, what do I got? I got some, you know, not much. I don't have a whole heck of a lot as um, costumes go, which is probably for the best because this episode probably should not go on for one million years. Um, shouldn't. Should, sh- should. Should not. Should. Should not. Great. So we're going to talk for a while. Great. Um, so Delia's got a nice dress on when she's when she's saying uh, I'm out in the first her first scene. Yeah, it's sort of, I mean, it's obviously dark. That's her thing. Um, but I noticed it had sort of like a tie-dye-esque pattern to it. It looks good. Uh, I mean, just a dark blazer. Very professional. Very Delia. Love and it. And cats with the red top. Yeah, the polka red dots. polka dot number. At first, I felt very strongly about this. I thought it, it made her look younger. It, it felt like uh, something you find in, like, junior sales rack or something like that. But then it zoomed out, and she had it tucked into these really cute, like, black pants. And I thought, no, you know what? It, I like it. I dig Explain it. Explain junior sales rack. Is that a slight? Is that a... Di- 
What does that mean? Uh, so juniors' clothes are like young girls' clothes. Oh, or like got it, got it, got clothes. it, got it, got it. So got like it. juniors' sales rack, like the worst of the worst. Got it, got it. Just it, it looked inappropriate for her age. I thought. I could see that. I could see how that top in a different context could definitely be something that like a thirteen-year-old girl could be wearing. That to yeah. That to the movies with her friends. Yeah. Yeah. So she like the Bratz movie. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Band, someone also who went to our went to theater. She was she went to our. She was my acting class. One of the girls from Bratz went to our school for a hot second. Oh, really? That's you were not there yet. No, I... Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she wore a nice... She wore her leather jacket later. I love yeah, that leather jacket. I love it. I have always wanted a leather jacket like that. I don't have one yet. Um, yep. I'm, I'm still on the lookout for one that doesn't cost approximately $400. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I, 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 I want to look out for one. Listen, I know. Good luck. I really want one. Um, you know, I'm a dad now. I'm... Entering my 30s soon, I gotta have a leather jacket. <laughs> it's just like part of that. I have a jean jacket. I have that one. You have that, yes. Um, it's the next step. And then Jackson Therapy later with that therapist who plays the like the head pastor and saved. Oh, oh. Who's that with the G-O-D? That's right. He's the I, head I, pastor he, and saved. He did look. I was like, this guy's a character actor that I know from something and I don't care enough to look it up. But yeah, good point. So, ooh, I have to say, so my sister-in-law, hey, Jessica, if she's listening <laughs> by this point, if she's still listening, um, uh, was over this past weekend and watched this episode with us. Has never seen oh, Sounds yeah. of the Lambs, knows nothing about Hannibal, except that Hannibal Lecter is a character who exists. Yes. And watched the show with us. So uh, occasionally she had takes. And she was like, everyone's in this fucking show. Like when this actor appeared, she's like, yeah. oh, he's great. Um, she had thoughts about the PMS, which I, uh, I mean, that that's mm-hmm. the star of this entire show. Hands down. Um, I'm trying to talk around it until we get there. <laughs> but dealing with like the fucking fire ass black dress later. Um, later, she's wearing this black dress with like a V neck. Yeah, yeah. That's when she's doing her farewell tour. With who though? With that one? Um, she wears it when she goes to see Jack, and I think when she sees Will. Okay. She looked great. She looked fantastic. I mean, Jack's wearing Jack stuff. I don't even write down fucking Jack anymore. I don't even anymore. pay attention to Jack anymore. Unfortunately, if you're a big Jack fan, sorry, but he wears the same I w- shit. I would love it. Like, within the Hannibal subset, there's, like, a Jack Crawford, like, yeah, sub-fandom. Super fandom. like, let me tell you, those blue shirts, there's a yeah. there's a variation. And they're, like, shaking their fists at us, like, talk about Jack. Speaking of Hannibals, I share with you, Melina, I follow Mess Meckles on Instagram, and you should all should, too. Mm. He shared this. He's on some, like, weird Russian talk show, I guess, promoting Arctic oh, or whatever. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It's crazy, because the guy is speaking in Russian, and Mads is an- Mess is answering in English. I guess he has an oh, interpreter. It's very odd. Yeah. But there is some Hannibals wearing flower crowns in the, f- in the yeah. audience there. I was like, what up? I love that. Yeah. I feel um, like everywhere he goes, there's going to be people Like three people wearing flower crowns. Yeah. Um, uh, so Cynthia Nixon shows up again for a hot second for her Cynthia Nixon appearance. Wearing a I, red, I, like I a, forgot she a red skirt suit. I forgot she existed for a hot minute. And uh, and yeah, her name's... Wait, is her name Katie? Do you, do, I can't remember. I remember when she said her name, I thought, that's not your name. It's an insane name. That's your name? Yeah, look it up if you can. Right. It, it's Crazo. All right, great. Yeah, her, her her name was like, oh, okay, Cynthia Nixon. Um, like, you're just Cynthia Nixon. Though. I know, right? That's all. Like, I again, see. I'm gonna say, why was she cast in that? I love Cynthia Nixon. Um, oh, oh, that's what it is, Cade Purnell. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Her name is Cade Purnell. Oh, give me a fucking break. I don't know how to say that. Cade Purnell. Prunel. Prunel. She's prunes. Prunel. But it's Prunel. not even prune. There's that second R. Prunel. Oh, <laughs> this is like the rural juror. In yes, like, yeah, like thirty rural. Okay, great. Kate Prunel. Um, unbelievable. Okay. Sorry, getting very sidetracked. 
Um, yeah. Um, she's on like a red like mm-hmm. suit, skirt suit. Yeah, what, skirt. What's the word? Term? Like a suit. I think that's like a pantsuit. Like the term for like you know pantsuit. Oh, but with a skirt. Skirt. Suit. Okay, I, I don't know sure what the term it. is for that. Um, like a dress suit for women. Ju- okay, I think cool. It's a skirt suit. I just want. I, I don't want. I just. I just gurgled. I just. Um, <laughs> God, is, is this? Uh, I want to know: is this the worst or the best episode well, of Ethical Butchers? We'll listen to it tomorrow. Well, I don't know if you will. I listen to them the morning we. This, these I listen to bits and pieces so I can have something to tweet about, and I try oh, really? not to listen to the whole thing. Oh, I listen to the whole thing in my. I still listen to it in my car as we leave taping these, because I'm a crazy person, and then I listen to it, and then I listen to it the whole thing the next day. Right. The day it drops. I, gur- um, I gurgled and gurgled. it's skirt suit. <laughs> okay. So right. let's get into the... Um, oh, yeah. One thing about Hannibal, beyond the PMS. Yes. When he's eating the asabuco later, yeah. that blue pocket square was everything to me. Ooh, I need to go back and catch he, that. Oh, oh, it is... It is so he, he makes this. With, that scene was unbelievable. Oh my god, it looked so that, good with the leg. Un, un, yeah, with the leg. Kiss the Viola Buco with the wine and the and, da, 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 da. and he's sitting there and, and I was expecting a party because that's like a bunch of wine. No, no, it's all no, for no, him. No, yeah, it's all for you to quote Jan Jackson. Um, okay, and sorry. He, yeah, he's sitting there just munching, and yeah. he has this. I can't remember what color the suit and tie doesn't matter. Yeah, but he had this blue. Pocket square. Ooh, pop of blue pocket square. Wow. That looked amazing. Um, that was just, it, it, it was everything it to me. It did everything for you. Okay, great. I'm loving it. So we had multiple PMS instances in this show. Plastic murder suit, for those who don't remember. Yeah, I, those of you who are new. I think it's called like this plastic suit of death, other animals call it, I think. Okay. Um, I don't know what else it's called out there. I've only ever referred to it and thought of it as plastic murder suit. I, it's just, I love it. We, we have it in the sunshine. He's just like... Just ha- hanging out in the in the sunshine, and then Jessica, my sister in law, goes. He looks like he's wearing a grandma's sofa cover. Yes, yes. We do see some furniture covered in. Uh, <laughs> no squeaking glitter. though. He was not squeaking. You, yeah. You'd imagine that that would How does squeak. He do that, yeah. It's the it's the plastic he gets. Just he's so got a guy. High quality bespoke. Yes. Quality. The plastic. collar is the best part of it. It could have like a turtleneck, but it's like a, it has like a little collar to it. I know it could be anything. It could just be a zipper. It could just be some buttons. It could just no. He has a, a collar on it, and he wears Classy. a full suit under it. <laughs> I don't know if people ever can comprehend how insane that is. He's going to murder or going to to, to do clandestine murdery yeah, doing crazy things. things. Right? You're wearing a. Pl- I'm sure it just isn't breathable at all. Otherwise, that would defeat the purpose. Uh, so wear like some Gore-Tex. Wear some. Wear some. You know some mesh, yeah. right? Yeah. Wear a workout class. Who gives a fuck? It's yeah. a plastic murder suit. It's meant to not show anything. Exactly. No, no. I'm wearing my full three-piece suit, tie up, because he's. That's just what he does. It's crazy. It is. It has got to be zero percent breathable. You are already in two to four layers of clothing underneath. Yeah, undershirt, shirt. Yeah, four, four. Yeah. Yeah, probably a vest and then a coat. <laughs> and then the plastic murder suit, just just for the aesthetics. Yeah, I think Aaron Tim Weekly said like technically that's a four piece suit. Mm. He's wearing a three piece yeah. suit without. It's, yep. it's a four piece suit technically. Yeah. <laughs> I just love he's just like hanging out in this like in like this footy thing like in the mm-hmm. farm climbing up the do, thing. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Uh, I just love seeing him in that all over the place. He's in that then. 
And he's in it later, right? He's yeah. in it later. Yeah, he he's goes like to find Delia. Yeah, yeah. He he goes to like I guess I'm gonna have to work with Delia, like yeah. Delia, and he goes shows up in that, and then he's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. She's gone. Um, okay, let's let's get back. Oh, is that all yeah. you have? Let's, I think that's all I have. Okay. Yeah, I, I I feel like I had something else, but no, no, that's all we I have. We still have so much to talk about. I know, <laughs> I know. No, this fucking episode's great. Okay, uh, come on, phone, turn over so I can read the next thing. Country roads take me home to the fields I somehow found. Plastic murder suit, metal silo, take me home. Costumes. What's he wearing? What's he wearing? <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, next scene is he's just taking in the sunshine. Yeah. Climbing on up. Ba, ba, ba. Hey, uh, I love your work. <laughs> hello. The hello is the best hello, hello in TV history. Because the dude goes in, he's like, he's like, hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, All the like power, a, was so cute. Everything, yeah. just like, hey. Hey, uh, love your work. <laughs> uh, okay, um, and then I think it's the silos, but now the FBI has shown yes, up. Yes, yes, it cuts to the FBI. Killers in the Mirror now. Again, around this, this is like Katz's big show. Another Katz scene where she's taking lead in this. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. And Jack says a really dumb line um, where he goes, "How could a human being go so bad?" He's he does those rounds. He's like, uh, you know, "Prepare yourself, Dr. Lecter. I'm sure you've never you've never seen anything, anything like this." And he's like, "I'm sure I haven't." <laughs> I'm like, "All right." Um, and he's like, "How could a human being go so wrong?" And I'm like, "You were the head of behavioral of like science. You know how." Yeah. Quit being. He's just being dramatic. It's it's not an offering, but a gesture. Looking at God. this is when I was like trying to like, figure out like the theology the of metaphor? this. Yeah, like, what's the? Um, it's an eye pointed at God, but is it reflecting back to God? But it's a dead eye, so it it it's positioned, but not seeing like a sort of thing. That's what Will says later on. Like it's fixed on God, but not seeing because it's dead. You know, like when a yeah. dead person's just like looking, it's like not actually seeing. Yeah, and so like that's the purpose of it is to be like, there's no God, God's dead, or like we can't see God because we're dead. Yeah, but then I'm there was. I'm trying to figure out what's the purpose of the eye. Like, what's the killer's point of view? Or but then there was this the thing p- where, like, it was like the eye was to look at God, but it's dead, so it can't. But it only makes sense if God is looking back down. You know, when you're standing in the silos, and you're like, this doesn't look like anything. You yes. can only tell what it is when you're coming from above. So I think yeah. that was the like point. Was like this was really like a crop a, circle. Yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so many metaphors, so many. Yeah, uh, and so the, and so I guess the, 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 hey, we're like this could be the beginning. This could be it. Yeah, you know, Jack, who's saying, I mean, obviously Hannibal knew this is it because the murderer's in the fucking <laughs> middle. But he's like, this could be the start of it. This could be just his work. This could be yeah. the piece, and now yeah. it's done. Um, yeah, um, yeah, and that's yeah, right. This could uh, was this meant to be an end? Oh, is that what I'm thinking of? No, I'm thinking about something else. But yeah, you're right. It's like, is this an end? Is this the beginning? Who knows? Um, and then I think the next... Sorry, I'm like zooming right along. No, you're fine. Um, I think the next scene is Jack in therapy. Yeah, I wrote nothing about that. Except that you know, the therapist's like, you know, you're human. 
people make mistakes. Like the there like he's like oh, yeah. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm like one of the stock therapists from early Goodwill hunting scenes. Well, this is <laughs> well, this is like just meant to show us that Jack is that Jack feels sort of torn by yeah. this because he says, Oh, I look at my friend and I see a killer and I don't know how to make sense of that. Like I see both Will as a friend, a, a former colleague, blah blah mm-hmm. blah, but he's apparently done this really bad thing. Like, I'm struggling. Yeah. And so is it so does it mean that that I'm broken in that I had no idea what was going on. So mm-hmm. that I'm fucked up. Right. Or does it mean that I fucked him up? Either way, it's me responsible. Yeah. 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 I was were you a little bit surprised that Jack opened up as much in therapy. Yeah, like, a little bit. Th- there was honestly. a part of me that kind of like, okay, I get this. Jack is like ready to discuss all this because it's really weighing on him. But there's part of me that wouldn't have been shocked if Jack's like, I'm only supposed to be here. But I guess he's like, this is going to be reported. I want to keep my job. I can't just like sit there and roll my eyes. I mean, I guess, but if if that were the case, if this were going to be reported to the higher-ups or to, the, to Cynthia Nixon character or whoever the fuck, um... He was surprisingly honest, I thought, mm-hmm. especially at the, I think, the very beginning of whatever he's talking about. He says something like, Will was a means to an end. I knew that. I didn't care if he got hurt as long as yeah. it, it, shit was getting done. And I knew that he was sort of struggling, and I did it anyway. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's really, that is really open for you. First of all, I, I, I'm guessing this is a, a therapist you've seen previously. We've never seen this human being never. before. So I was going to be, this is, I was going to say this is very shocking if this is the first time you guys have met. But, um, but right, if, if this is being reported, would he be so willing to say, I purposely put one of my agents or special agents at risk knowing that he would make bad decisions and possibly, as far as anyone else knows, kill people mm-hmm. um, just because I wanted answers to some mystery. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. That was, that was a little surprising that he was, um, that he was so open. Um, the next scene is the, it's like half... Um, Oh, they, they find, they pluck the, the, middle, the middle guy out and they're looking at him in the lab. And they're comparing him to Duncan, not Duncan. <laughs> Roland. Fuck? Roland. Duncan is Mess Mickelson from, from Polar. <laughs> Polar. Roland, Duncan, what's the uh, fucking difference? Yeah, they're looking at him, his and legs missing. Like, his legs missing, which cuts to... Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? what a fucking chip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know why? Because it's on my hearing aids. It's playing oh, over there. Oh, that's funny. Wow. But the, that, dun, thanks, dun, listeners. Thanks, dun, listeners. Dun. Okay, sorry. Which means he's missing a leg. That yeah, shit was that fire. Yeah, the back and forth. They go, oh, he's missing a leg. Well, where did he get? Bump, bump. And then you <clears> see <throat> just like Hannibal lift this leg out and start just slicing it with a bone saw or whatever the yeah. fuck that saw. I don't know saws. Yeah. Um, that segment. It's beautiful. My sister-in-law was like, what the fuck is happening? And I was like... Girl, cack- you know what's happening. I was cackling with laughter. I was like, this is why this show is fucking great. This scene saved a lot. Thinking about the rating yes. later, this this part in the food, the fucking meal he makes out of this leg oh, saved... Amazing this episode I think a lot for me it, it does really I bumped what, it up in my mind I agree I feel like what's great about this show is that even when there are some episodes that generally have some slog elements to it and you're like okay what's going on right there's like there's classic just yes bits in mm-hmm. every episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean they start there's only 39 episodes there better be but like <laughs> you know what I mean there's no yeah. like okay that's you know like this little segment like this is why we fucking love Hannibal yeah exactly this these little scenes right here yeah just because beautiful. they go like hell yes gorgeous you go it makes you forget for the, that, that many minutes that mm-hmm. this guy's a monster who's murder people. You mm-hmm. go, hell yeah, 
like at least for me, I don't know if anyone else is like, I don't, I don't know if I'm watching it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that I'm like, that most of us are like, fuck, yes, that looks great. And Hannibal's cool as shit, and like that is this is an awesome ass sequence. Like, I think you, people get different things out of out I don't of know, the episode. Like, I, different. It's a guy. Know, like, but some like, people are in it for the bromance, and uh, I, some people. I guess. Like, I love all that too, but I don't know. Like, just these sequences. Like, I, I just love like the the, the design yeah. of them, and the production, and like I agree how with you. over the top. Like, I, I, I love it and I with the with wine you. and the pocket square. Um, yeah, and then finally he's sitting down enjoying this meal, the solo dinner by himself with that beautiful, the fucking lighting that I loved mm-hmm. and like the pilot, that harsh down lighting that makes him look like he is like made of all corners yeah. um, and just like indulging in his wine. It's like so dramatic and beautiful. Very interesting. We talked about seeding in, I think, episode one, season two. Mid- talked mid- about what? Seeding. Oh. Because remember, it was oh. Jack, he had Jack sit in. Uh, right. When, when he's eating alone, he tends to sit at one of the side sit- seats. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. interested to know that's the theme. I don't think he sits at the head of the table when he sits al- when he eats he alone. Eats alone. Hmm. And I don't know what that says. If that's like a the head of the table is for the host. Right. Not here, but by myself, I sit here. Right. Just something I noticed. No, no, that's I dig it. So then it cuts to. Oh yes, but does Bedelia bring Will Will in silo? He always kills the. Oh, what the fuck am I done yet? What is this next scene? Um, I wrote FBI Jack and Delia. Oh, is this Jack and Delia? Or oh, Media Jack and Delia. So I didn't write Jack. Yeah, I wrote a Bedelia note and then an arrow to Will in the silo. So I guess yeah. I forgot that it was Jack. and So Bedelia. I loved this scene. I wrote Delia looking for closure, saying goodbye to Jack, but it also mm-hmm. seems like a sort of warning. It yes. seems like one of those things where. She was she she couldn't say explicitly like I'm scared and I'm leaving town and like watch out for Hannibal but mm-hmm. she was like don't talk to me and mm-hmm. I'm not Hannibal's therapist anymore and I told him also to not talk to me mm-hmm. it, it, there was like the clear undercurrent and she lingered a bit too long she sh- first of all she showed up at the FBI yeah. this is probably something you could have done over the phone but she like showed up in person. And yeah. and she tended to. There could have been a moment where she was like, "All right, I just want to say I'm I'm out of here, peace." But she sort of like there was moments where she sort of turned and then she stopped and looked at him like, "Uh, where she was like, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, are you here? Yeah, because she's like, I can't I can't tell you everything I know because then that would put me more in yeah. this than I feel safe being in it already, yeah. and. I don't have hard evidence to back this up. Right. So yes. that would just get me more involved and put put us at risk. Right. But I'm out. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, maybe you could talk to Hannibal. He's pretty good, you know. <laughs> she's like, I... And she, you said she was like, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. like, I think I'm done talking with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> I told him we were done talking and uh, and also you and I are done talking. Yeah, um... Exactly. I I don't think he really would have been ready to hear if she had been like, listen, I think there's something wrong with Hannibal. I don't know if Jack would have been susceptible or like amenable, I guess is really the better word, to hearing what she really had to say. So maybe she also sensed it was like not a good time to be more explicit. I don't know. And she was scared, obviously, because Hannibal has said multiple times, this isn't just about me. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if you drag me into something, I'm dragging I'm you. Dragging like, we you. are yeah. connected yeah. here. Mutually assured destruction. Oh, yeah. Which is, yeah. Time. Um, yeah, which is a great scene, and Jack is kind of, I don't, I don't know if this is still planting little seeds. I mean, mm. eventually those seeds will start to sprout for Jack um, over time. 
but she's like, I'm Audi 5000. I have to get out of the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, who gives Will the picture of the silo? I can't, I didn't write that down and I cannot remember. Next scene is Will picturing himself in the silo because they're, they're like, what's up with this picture? Um, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so I said Hannibal, Will, Hanny, Katz. I've been writing down who's in the scenes. So Hannibal and Katz go to see Will and Got Katz it. hands him the picture Got of the silo. Thank you. Thank you. Because then he, 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 always, he always kills these. The d- design scenes. Just oh, crush. Yeah. Hugh Dancy crushes. Yeah. He's walking around. He's like saying all this shit about oh, you know, the, the design, the, the colors and whatever. And then he goes, but you don't fucking belong. He didn't say that, but he might as well have said that. But yeah, he goes, well, I love it because it's like, this is like a child song, right? He goes, one of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. Like that's a, I yeah. think that's like a kid's song. Yeah. Um, he points to the one in the middle and looks up and then sees the menacing. Wendigo. Yeah. Again, my sister along went, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Girl, you're asking the right questions. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, yeah. And then he gets mad. He goes, you're not supposed to be here. This is not part of my design. Oh my gosh, yeah, I love... Does I it cut to him. then him waking up and looking at Hannibal like this is you? Or then does it cut straight to the flashback of Hannibal doing all this to the to the murderer? Um, okay, uh, so this is what happens. Um, I love this scene of Hannibal and the murderer. Love. Okay, yes, but yeah, yeah, so hold on. Yeah, okay, yeah sorry. We're almost there. Sorry. So, um... One quick thing. So whenever he's he's in the silo and he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. imagining things, he's walking around. I love the imagery. <laughs> and I thought I wrote liberal commentary. <laughs> I, 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 I can't I, wait. I love the imagery. of It's the white killer, right? But he's in dead center of all of these black bodies. Well, yeah. And, and Will is like leaned over him. And he goes... Who are you? What are you doing here? I was like, oh, weird, like, white body out of place in, like, yeah. uh, in a sea of black. I don't know. I, I started to... You're not supposed to be one of these supp- victims. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't belong in the sea of bodies. What are you doing? Yeah. Here? Interesting. I was... I'm, I'm just... Re- I'm being sort of facetious with the liberal commentary, but I was like, it was just a funny picture. But, okay, so he, he jumps out of that, right? He's back in the hospital with cats and Hannibal. Yes. And he goes, um, the killer's in the... In the silos, like that's the killer right there, and Kratz is like, "Huh, what?" And then Hannibal goes, "He must have had a friend." And it's funny because in earlier in the scene or earlier in the episode, they have this conversation about like, "I hope we can become closer as friends." You mm-hmm. said that we were light years away. That's yeah, how yeah. distance we were from each other. Um, he goes, "He must have had a friend." And then it cuts to Hannibal in the silos. Oh, it that th- th- this whole interchange yeah. is unbelievable. He's so getting good. the guy all heroined up, and he's like. <laughs> Must feel good killing. Must feel good to God too. Are we not created in His image? Um, yeah. And then, and then the guy's like, "There is no God." Uh, Hannibal's response to when the guy says, "There's no God," is unbelievable. Yeah. I'm certainly not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I I loved that. I loved that too. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, God, God, killing must feel good to God." He does it all the time. He said that before, hasn't he? I not? feel like he has. I unless think he said that to Will. I think he has. Yeah. That quote's come up before. I, I think he I said it to Will. Rem- I couldn't remember if I was... I remembered it from the last time I watched this um, whole series or... But anyway, yeah. I believe he has. It felt be, familiar yeah. to me, too. It felt familiar. Um, and looking around, how uncomfortable must it have been for those actors who had to lie there nude together? Were they all real actors, do you think? I think so. Do you wow. think they were like wax bodies? Like fake dummies? I assumed dummies? that they were prosthetics that, that that's interesting uh animals if you guys know this inside information we obviously don't 
Were those extras who were all there laying out around? That's interesting if they were. I sort of feel like, yeah, 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 that's interesting. I, I assume that they were. I would the show to make them real, yeah. But yeah, I bet it was pretty uncomfortable. But they're laying, a lot of them were just like, like a, some of them were just laying like on their back, like with their like hands over the genitals. Like the ones on the outskirts were just like laying there on their back. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't be that bad. I guess the middle ones were all kind of intertwined a little bit. Yeah, the intertwining is, uh, but I guess if you're a professional, you do what you got to do for the gig. Yeah, um, and the takes didn't seem very long, but who knows how long you have to be in there Oh, you know, oh, between oh, yeah. takes. No, the scenes weren't long, but I'm sure yeah. they laid there for a long time. God gave you purpose, not to create art, but to become it. Um, all this shit and he's doing and he's just like yep and he's like so matter of fact while he's injecting the guy the guy's like lying there and and the killer seemed pretty satisfied because Hannibal said something along the lines of like oh was it the purpose of making all this so that God would look down on you like don't you want to lie here and look back like isn't Mm -hmm. that what you wanted and he was like oh yeah I guess that it like he sort of resigned he seemed to resign himself to what Hannibal was doing to him it was strangely very religious and like ritualistic and well, I mean, strange. I mean, this is, I mean, there's been theological elements before with the angel yeah. maker, and then later we get with Don, like, lots of stuff with Dante and stuff later in the show. So, totally. like, there's, you know, we're going to have to bone up on our theology here. <laughs> I know. Should we uh, join the Div School or something? Hell yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to my people I know there. Okay, um, great. Um, and then, yeah, and the next thing, Cynthia Nixon inexplicably visiting, well, visiting Mo Graham to be like, let's talk. Like, yeah, she's like, plead guilty and like, we could make your life a little better. She's like, I can make you very comfortable here. Like, we'll get you set up, we'll yeah. get you some nice magazines, you know. <laughs> you want some Wi Fi, we got you stat. Yeah, you, you want you some want, clean undies, like, you we want got you. Two helpings of Salisbury steak. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, she's like, all right, like, let's get this, let's wrap this shit up. Um, and he's like, no, I am going to, he says, I'm going to plead innocent. That's not, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, a yeah, thing. You are not innocent. You are either guilty or not guilty. And not guilty doesn't mean you're innocent. Anyone who's watched Law and Order can tell you that. Um, Do you watch Law and Order a lot? Are you one of those? Hell yeah. Are you Law and Order head? SVU only. 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 We've discussed this on the podcast before about yeah. the exposition dump of, uh, of Ice-T's job. <laughs> Let so me get this straight. you're telling me. Yeah. Let me get this straight. <laughs> Uh, is yeah. anyone a big Criminal Intent fan? Is Dino- like anyone like a big D'Onofrio head <laughs> out there? D'Onofrio. God, D'Onofrio. I can't stand Criminal Intent. No, no, no. Please tell me no. Is anyone out there? It's fine. I don't, <laughs> I don't really care. You're either SVU or nothing. <laughs> You're not a big D'Onofrio. <laughs> D'Onofrio's only great acting role was in the first season of Daredevil. And oh. in, and his cameo in motherfucking Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> okay, that is all wrong. <laughs> Listen, him and Daredevil, I couldn't stand that voice he put on. You didn't. You didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't like. You didn't like his voice. Was that one? It. Was that? I I want to say his only great acting endeavor was Men in Black, the original Men in Black. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Yes. Point taken. Thank the you. first Men in Black is fl- is so fucking good. So good. Two and three are so stupid. Yes. And they're five years apart. It's so the dumbest. It's the dumbest fucking thing in the whole it, world. And they're making another. It's so stupid. Well, like, like, they're making one with, with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Now. I would be okay with that. At least it's not like let's let's bring back like Kay as a kid now and Josh Brolin. No. Yeah. yeah. At least it's not like the Men in Black universe. I yeah. I can get yeah. behind that on I agree. principle. 
the premise of that. I agree. But I mean, the oh my god, the, the first, first Man in Black, one. so good. Watch it so many times when he's running around the Guggenheim oh. at, at the beginning and chases that guy all the way to the top. And, and the costume is so like, yeah. I, mean, I mean, like yeah, I'm like that's my New York. Yeah. That's that was like '97. I was eight. Yeah. I'm like hell yeah. yeah. Feels that, about right. <laughs> that's my city. Cab drivers. <laughs> cab drivers who are aliens. Yeah, well, the bit like they're they're everywhere. Cab drivers, no, no, no as many as you think. <laughs> and like again, I, I got into a debate with a coworker of mine recently that Tom Lee Jones can do comedy well, and he was like, Tom Lee Jones was saying his lane of like being serious. He mentioned like No Country for Old Men, and I was like, fine, that he's great, but like fuck that. In Men in Black, he does some like high energy scenes, like when the scene with like the yeah. the Chinese food, mommy, this one's in my popcorn, and like when he does like the. When he plays Two Face in that crazy ass oh, Batman yeah. movie, yeah. he's like acting up a fucking yeah. storm. Yeah, he's great. He can do it. I, yes, I love funny overacting Tommy Lee Jones. I do too. <laughs> um, when he's interacting with Tony Shalhoub, Tony Shalhoub is like that. Um, oh, holy shit! Market the like jewel Jeeves. owner. Yeah, Jack Jeeves. Jeeves. Jack Jeeves spot. Yeah, <laughs> got some chain snatches. You know. <laughs> We should watch Men in Black together. We're about to do the whole movie right now. I yeah, can yeah. do like every. I could do word I could for do word. Almost every line. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. All right. All right. We're so we're all, close. We're so to close. So oh. close. This is like Here a marathon. comes the Men in Black like sidetrack. Uh, okay. Okay. So wait. Let's wrap up with Cynthia Nixon's like blah blah blah. He's like, I'm not going to plead guilty. Um, I'm I'm going to plead innocent. This is a performance. They'll but, say. Yeah. Exactly. And then he's sort of he's like back fly fishing to like you know that's his like his escape. We talked about this last episode. It's like where he escapes. This to is mind palace esque thing. Exactly. This is like yeah mindfulness. Except now thing. it's been tainted. He's fly fishing, but then suddenly you see the dead bodies like floating. That by that was crazy. It didn't shake him though. I was expecting him to be like fuck, but he didn't really care. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think like the the lines are getting blurred with his. I mean, he's getting more. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Problematic. Where he's Uh-oh. getting more. <laughs> Robin Thicke is he, he going to be next on the chopping block? Probably. Why not? He missed. He barely missed. I was talking about this with a friend of mine where <laughs> we were like, Robin Thicke and Miley Cyrus just barely missed the like point in pop culture where people were like getting canceled. You know, where like people were oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. boycotting other people. Yeah. Like, what did Miley do? She had that whole like twerking. Um, oh thing. yeah. Well, she got she, she got some era. heat for that. Yeah. She did. She got some heat, but it clearly did not ruin her career. She's out no. here doing. Well, I feel things. like there's levels. Like you do some cultural appropriation, you get some heat. You like yeah. keep someone in your basement. Oh yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. Oh, there's, there, le- there's, there's, there's certainly. There's, you're right. There's some nuance there. Um, okay. Wow. Totally Whatever. Little. One thing about Cynthia Nixon. Yes. Again, last quote from my sister-in-law. She goes, "She's talking like she's wearing braces." <laughs> huh. She was talking. She she was talking like she had. Some, I don't. I don't know. Like there she was had bands in and couldn't yeah, quite. Yeah, she had something going on. Like she just had some new palette did expander you have put in. Did you have I did. I had braces for eighteen months, like sixth and seventh grade. Yeah. Nice. Which is the time when you should have braces. Yes. Two of my coworkers had braces, and I wanted to. Be, my, my 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 thought was like, just it. Did you need them? Otherwise, yeah. yeah I don't know, right? don't get them. You're an adult. I'm yeah. sorry, listeners. No, you have adult braces. Do what you got to do. Do what I'm not you judging want. you really, but do you this want. is a personal thing. I, 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 I have one tooth that didn't that went back to being crooked because I didn't wear wear, wear mm, my retainer. Mm. I ain't fucking fixing it. Yeah. I'm a grown man now. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna get braces. Yeah, no, I think, and that's that's perfectly fine. Some people that is like really a, a sticking point for that's them fine. is their teeth, and like go for it. Um, I wish I had the money. 
They're, they're like the <laughs> period. The period. Like that's all right. And end the show. Just end the show at me saying, "I wish I had money." Um, okay. So we're gonna start a Patreon real soon. <laughs> yeah, donate to Molina's braces fund. Um, Amazing. You don't need braces. Your teeth look great. Oh, thank you. I had braces for a while, and I have a permanent retainer down here. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Um, somebody leave it as Will, which is amazing. When Ooh, she's like, yeah. "Don't touching, don't don't get too close to the glass, yeah, the bar." She's up, like, ma'am. "This is like slow mo, but not slow mo." She's like, she creeps in so fucking so slowly, slowly, and she gets closer and closer. I think and then she gets closer. And then, yeah, I really though. I was like, "What's Ooh. happening?" I I believe you. And then she's like, does all this shit. I know. Because I was like, did it have to be that dramatic? Like, could you just said, hey, I believe you, it's fine. But like, she. Was... I guess she didn't want Shilto to hear him. Oh, yeah. But you could have walked in quicker. I believe you. And then, like, <laughs> the whole, like it was so. And then he would have been like, what? But again, this is Bedelia. She moves at like. Yes. She moves so. Tortoise. Slowly. Speed. Yeah. Everyone right. else around her is like. <laughs> she's like, guys, why are you having to move so fast? <laughs> Okay. Because the biggest clue was she said happening to you. And was like, happening to me? Yeah. Whoa, what are you yeah, suggesting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's big. He's like, finally, someone who, like, believes me without any sort of caveat. Like, Katz, who is sort of skeptical, he's like, all right, Delia is on board yeah. in my corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he visits Delia's hizzy. Yeah, he got that PMS back on. Um, he's like, knock, knock, knock. Who dare? Oh, no one. No She's one. She's gone. And she did the like rich person thing of like, I've covered everything in dr- in in cur- in uh like dust covers. Yeah. And like, I've put the house to bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You could yeah. just fucking bounced. Yeah, you just close the door and go. No, <laughs> no, you got to cover everything. It's very expensive. Uh, how dare you suggest? Um, but she leaves behind a beautiful bottle of perfume. Why didn't she do that? I don't. I, I was reading about this, and someone was like, "I think it was just to like help." Well, first of all, it's like, oh, um, like leaving your scent behind. It was sort of like a "fuck you," like, um, like tried come and try to find me sort of thing. Interesting. In a way. See, I thought it was a different thing. I thought it was like a okay. Like I thought it was almost like a little like pat parting gift, like. Not peace offering, but like here you go for for old time's sake. Yeah. Because like if it was a fuck you, I feel like that would make Hannibal chase her even more. Well, and and I can't remember what he does in the next few episodes because he might still. But the um, uh, yeah, I mean she definitely shows up again in the future. But um, spoiler alert, she um yeah sorry uh oh god Melina get your brain back on track so coffee's wearing off guys coffee is rapidly wearing off (laughs) um so he sniffs it and that calls to mind her line of like oh, I've realized that you are actually dangerous or something like that. And so other people were like, it was just a last reminder of, like, her saying that line and... Is there VO? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. It it feels a little strange, but yeah, it does. It's just a reiteration of what she says about him being dangerous. Um, I don't don't know. I don't really get it. Um, It's an odd move. It's it's a very Hannibal move. I guess she was like, oh, he's, like, hypersensitive. Like, maybe he'll sniff this and remember that I'm scared of him or something. I don't know. It's like, come and find me, big boy. Yeah, come and find me or, like, here, take this as a consolation. Like, I'm gone. See, that's what I'm wondering. Is it, like, an appeasement to help him, like, to appease him so that maybe, maybe. he'll leave her, he'll leave well alone? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, like, a fuck you, I feel like she would know better than to make something, than to mm. to provoke him or mm-hmm. to do something yeah. that he he would find rude. 
Because that's the ultimate insult. Yeah, that's true. She'd rather just ghost and have him just forget entirely. But in a way, ghosting, you know, she said bye. She can't just ghost. She said bye, yeah, that's true. Um, But a parting gesture is a way, it's Mm -hmm. very, you know, a parting parting gesture. I think that's that's more on par. So, okay, so let's sum this episode up. How's your heart? It's... How's your ticker? It's, uh... (laughs) It's not feeling good. I'm going to sleep like shit tonight. I can already tell. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... Tomorrow's going to be rough. I have, like, I literally have... I have I have a completely full day tomorrow and a meeting um, during lunch. I'm I'm not looking forward see, to it. The, day gets, the week gets better after tomorrow. Alternatively, I have nothing going on don't, tomorrow. You, you don't have to brag. We get it. No, <laughs> I wish I had your schedule. No, okay. you, you really don't. <laughs> so, here is my rating. I give it 7.5 ears of corn. Um, <laughs> How come? So uh, here's here's the good. The roast leg, I love. Fuck yes. Okay. The multiple um, sightings of the PMS, loved. Loved. Um, Delia on her farewell tour. Um, and the comedy that we get from Hannibal, like just the comedic moments that were mm-hmm. like, is this funny? Like him being bumper card and mm-hmm. him making the joke about, uh, you know, not with that attitude sort of thing. Um, and then Will sort of making this like devious turn. I loved all of that. The things that sort of knocked it for me was that I found myself sort of zoning out in those moments where it was just like Jack talking to his therapist or like Jack and Alana talking or whatever. And I was like, okay, I get it. Um, especially if the chat didn't include Hannibal or Will. I was like, everyone else, I don't. Like it's at this point, everyone's just sort of doing that hand wringing thing. Still, like, oh, how could we not know? Yeah. Oh, Will, oh, Hannibal. Um, I wanted more of him eating people, obviously. Yes, and I miss Chilton. I did miss Chilton. I was upset that we were in the hospital so much. Yeah, like I don't know. It depends, like it felt like seventy percent of the show was in and around the hospital, yeah. and there was no Chilton to be found. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been fine with, like, him escorting Cynthia Nixon and just, like, hanging back. Yeah. Like, excuse me, he's my patient, dude. He's, like, yeah. some kind of perfunctory yeah. something. Um, Raul must have been uh, not available yeah, that week. <laughs> precisely. They couldn't get him. Just like when, like, Zeller was on, like, when Katz was on jury duty or whatever. Yeah. They couldn't get Hattie and Park. They, they were like, where's Beverly? She's on jury duty. Okay. They couldn't get her that day. <laughs> yeah, he was doing company or whatever. He was yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I like this episode. It's funny. I gave I gave last one eight. Yeah, I'm. I agree with you on all your points. I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it eight again. Actually, mm. just for different reasons, did different pluses and minuses. I'm gonna give it eight out of ten. Um, questionable Cynthia Nixon braces. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I agree. I mean, I loved the comedic. I loved the bouncing around. I love some of the lines. I loved. I. I, I mean, I love the insane theological talk yeah that stuff is fun to me oh, it's sure. it's fun hearing apart. mess mickelson talk about that stuff i could hear them talk about that stuff all day long yeah the the cutting scene with beethoven's ninth the, the leg scene with mm-hmm. beethoven's ninth is classic yeah amazing. like this is foundational hannibal yeah um this is what makes the show wonderful tr- no it is like it, it is. is like this this is it it's this like, is this it. is this is bedrock yeah yeah <laughs> to quote jack crawford um it's funny. I'm actually gonna give it an eight point five because the more I'm talking okay. about it, the All more right. I'm I'm finding things to give it props for. Yeah, um, I can do that. I liked that there were two characters who we got got some more. We got some more scene time with Bedelia. Although yeah. you're right, it was a bit of, yeah. of the farewell tour of her. Yeah, and I like her later on. Although I will say throughout, 
I don't know if it's the writing or if it's character choice or whatever. Right. She does seem like she has just gotten a little bit of ketamine in her a little bit. She's just slower. <laughs> slow I mentioned this before where she's just, she's kind of, yeah. and this is later when she's doing the whole like truffles and wine later in Tuscany, mm-hmm. spoiler alert. It's just, she's, I know, I know, mm-hmm. I don't get, it's like Stockholm syndrome. I know there's all that element too, but sure. there's just a little bit where I want to get a little bit more from you, honey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to, and I can't remember we ever see that, but there's some of that that kind of tires me out a little bit. And I, and I love Julian Anderson. I know, right? But I love how much we see cats, and I love that cats is a, is a big role in this season, mm-hmm. and that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I did miss Chilton, but I, I find it interesting that. This is this is the this is the first episode where Will is fully fully realized in his knowledge of his innocence. Mm. Mm, Before yeah. he's like, I fucking did I feel it, but I? maybe then the yeah. memory comes, and now he's like, I know this yeah. to be true. No, this much is true. <laughs> this much is true. And because of that, he's like, now I have this one card. Yeah. I had this one card yeah. and I have some leverage because nobody because Hannibal doesn't know that I have this card. Right, right. And I'm going to find my way to mm-hmm. chip away at this mm-hmm. with cats. Maybe maybe Alana a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe okay, Bedelia's on my side. Mm-hmm. That's starting to get play that's starting to get in some motion a bit. Mm-hmm. He's starting to have allies with Bedelia and he's starting to try to put the he's starting to get some agency a bit more yeah. now. Yeah. Which is good. I've talked about Will Graham's lack of agency in the past, yeah. and this is yeah. fun seeing him trying to get some agency get going. Yep. Which is why I give it an eight point five. I kind of like seeing that a bit more because of that. Absolutely. Um, and again, him in the PMS walking in the sunshine. I could have watched him walking all on day. sunshine all day long in the PMS forever <laughs> <laughs> on a loop. On a loop all day. Please, listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you're still listening, follow us on Twitter at at ethbutchersPod. Tweet us at at us, please. We will respond, please. Uh, Like we said said earlier, if you're still listening right now, be like, gotcha. Send us a little thing. Yeah, we'll love you forever. We're going to start putting Easter eggs in for for the listeners who are still listening. God, that's how to you know, know. That's like how you your know, podcast know. has gotten too long and like too niche. That's how you know no one's listening. That's how no you know. <laughs> yeah, when you're like, is anyone out there? Um, <laughs> okay. When is that going to be like some kind of like, sorry, I'm going to Okay. <laughs> when is that going to be like a like psychodrama of someone with a podcast just talking to nobody? Ooh, Wasn't yeah. there like a Zach Braff like comp comedy drama on like some network show for a hot second where he was like a podcast network guy like, yeah. and then like it died yes um, theethicalbutchers.com is our website please email us <laughs> that seemed very sad I know email us please <laughs> go ahead we love getting or emails don't. I, mean, I, mean, I mean or don't live your life live your joy we live our lives we love our lives and we love yeah. you we love all, but, I'm not going to beg gonna, you for anything no but like <laughs> if you want to email us you know and just say like hey or like eat shit or like send us notes Literally send us an email. Great. Okay. Love you guys. Guys, it's 920 on a Monday night. Ethicalbutcherspodcast at gmail.com is our email. Hit us up if you want to. Or don't. This episode was deliriously recorded, mixed, and edited by Melina and Jack, the butchers, us, as we're just like cackling in the background. Um, The theme music is by Sean Hills, and the logo design is by John Larson. Y'all. Y'all. Uh, much love to everybody. Love you so much. We're going to bed soon. Gotta get some dinner in us first. Mm-hmm. Good no. night. Night. <laughs> <laughs>